recording. Well, how'd, how'd it go on your little puppy hunt, Mr. Yuniko? Doing good, man. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Okay. What is going on, people? This is another edition of the CYJ Podcast. Gentlemen, how you guys doing today? Chilling, chilling, enjoying the soothing sounds of DJ Yanko. Yes, sir. DJ For lack Yanko. of a soundboard. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy the little soundtrack in the background. If you don't like it, let us know. Uh, we'll, we'll modify it. So we want to you make your own music, send it out. Absolutely. Play yeah, it. send it out. Um, we won't pay you, so keep that in mind. But hey. But if it's good and people ask us where it came from, we'll t- we'll share. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We'll go 50-50. All right, since it's our show, it's 5149. But you know. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Nice. Uh Mr. Josh, how you doing? You saw you look better. You look I better. am feeling much, much better, gentlemen. It was good. Good weekend. Uh good stuff in the memorial on Saturday. And uh, ready to rock and roll. How about you, Charlie Yanko? How you guys doing? Yanko, go first. Man, so I was obviously, you know, excited about Saturday. We had a memorial. Everything was great. And then afterwards, uh, in comparison to last year, we went out and had a nice little dinner afterwards. Great steakhouse here in DFW. I won't say how much we spent, but it was well worth it. I recommend it. If you guys are ever in DFW and want a good steak, let me know. Hit me up and I can definitely point you in the right direction. Full heart, full tummy at the end of the night. Couldn't ask for more. Very, very nice, my friends. So I will, uh, I hate to stir the pot so early, Mr. Yanko, but I'm going to tell you this. Um, if you're ever in El Paso and you don't want to go to a steakhouse, but you want to have some better meat, <laughs> I, I would... Uh, oh. <laughs> You can just you can just come to the Calero family. This is what I had on Sunday night. Dang. This was my uh, okay. It was just a, a good old New York strip. I didn't go too crazy. I didn't go uh, tomahawk or anything this time around. But you know, if you're ever in the area, um, let's definitely uh, let's definitely. I want after pandemic, man. Let's definitely have a good good. I say I say a tomahawk for each one of us. I'm back. I say we bro. record Charlie, the podcast. Actually, Charlie has a ranch in the back of his apartment. And he gets to pick which cow he wants. He slaughters a cow. Why go? We we feed it and then we eat it. Oh, yes. you like that? Right? Yeah, that was that. good. Anyway, it, it was a good. It's been a good Monday, man. I had some Chico's tacos just a few minutes ago. I don't know how you guys. I don't know. This is controversial. Did yeah. you clean your system? Because that's oh. the purpose of Chico's, bro. I like it, dude. I like Chico's. Oh, good. good. I good. like Chico's. I know. Uh, normally, it's a controversial thing for people who aren't from El Paso. You either love it or you hate it. There's no middle ground normally with Chico. Their hot dog is underrated, I think. Yes. Which is basically a sandwich, but. <laughs> Absolutely, man. All right, guys. Um, I know we could keep talking about all of this, but there was some big stuff. Big stuff. And and before we get started, huge. I just want to. Huge. Huge. <laughs> we have a friend who does that really, really well. Um, he does. Mr. David, uh, props to you, my friend. Kudos to you. And a shout out to yourself as well. Um, before we get started, guys, I want to clarify something. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of Niner talk today. A lot. Uh, this is not in any way because of Charlie. I'm going to try to keep it as non-biased as possible. My emotions may get a little heated at times. So remember, this is just the news of the week. With that in mind. I think I think the fans want heat. I think the fans want spicy. All right, spicy. let's do it. Let's do it. Um, you're going to get a little yeah. bit of everything. Because you'll get, the, you'll get the 
why did the Niners do this? And then we are headed to the Super Bowl kind of thing. So we'll see. We'll see where this head is. So which breaks the news, guys. All right, so the Niners, go ahead and move all the way from number 12 in this year's draft to number three. In the process, they have given up the number 12 pick, as I mentioned, the third overall pick next year, the first overall pick next year, and the first overall pick in two years from now. Basically, totally three first-rounders, one-third Pardon me. One third rounder. There's the Chico's. Woo! One third rounder and all of that to get up to number three in this year's draft. With that in mind, uh, a few minutes later, which is kind of crazy because it almost felt like the, the movie draft day where the, where the Dolphins were just maneuvering all these things. The Dolphins go out and trade uh, back into the or no, they traded up to number six and traded down with the with the Philadelphia Eagles. So that was pretty interesting. It was a matter of what, like 10, 15 minutes when all this craziness happened last Friday. First off, first impressions, guys. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I think I think Miami had a calculated move. And my, my question would be, and this is just a rhetorical one, mm-hmm. if the other teams knew what Miami was going to do, right? So San Francisco comes in, they deal, and then Philly, and then they deal, and then Miami makes the move. So if they would have known would that have affected – their what they offered you know what i'm saying how how all that happened but you know aside from that come to me i would be lying if i said i didn't think automatically qb oh yeah absolutely there's there's no one on if you are not thinking the niners are going quarterback you don't watch the nfl that's simple but crazier things have happened it, it, crazier things, and then there's one scenario. We'll get to it, but we'll we'll see. Josh, your your thoughts too there. So before I make my comments, Charlie, the floor is yours right now because you have to get everything out of your system, <laughs> flush it all out, including the Chicos. Express your disdain. If he does a Chico, this podcast might go on for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, okay, <laughs> let, let, let's flip it around. Uh, I'll right. chime in right now. Okay. I'm sure Yanko will dive in more into it, but look, the the the, the pendulum swing right now—it's in your favor. Okay. How do you feel about your Niners, John Lynch and Shanahan getting together and pulling off this trade? I think Yanko hit it right in the the nail in the head. They're going quarterback, but how do you feel? What do you think? Uh, Where's this team headed? What are the implications? Just Niners. Just okay. Niners. Just Niner talk. Well, what do we get out of this? First of all, this team is built. The foundation behind this team is, is very good. So we got to remember just a year and a half ago, they were in the Super Bowl. They lost in a very sad way. They lost to the Chiefs. This team was good. This team was supposed to get back to the Super Bowl. You know, whether it was a hangover, whether it was the injuries, what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have done is built a very good football team. With that in mind, they did not need a quarterback to get far, far this season. I, I trust Jimmy Garoppolo can get the job done with this team. Now, I've said it in another podcast. I think it was the first one or the second one where I mentioned maybe if we had another quarterback in that Super Bowl run, we probably win the Super Bowl. We probably win it because Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't lose you the game. And he's better than the average quarterback, but he doesn't win it either. So, so for, from, a Niner, from a Niner fan point, this excites me. This excites me a lot because as, when I look at Kyle Shanahan, he doesn't do, he, he's not known for doing this too much. When he finds a quarterback, he likes it. He, he goes for it. 
he's found him in the fourth round. Kirk Cousins is the example. He he never really liked Robert Griffin III. The whole having to trade up for him wasn't his point of view. This is the first time in his career that they have literally given him the keys and said, all right, boy, who do you want? Obviously, you're not going to get uh, Trevor Lawrence. That's not going to be the case. And, and you got to wait and see what the Jets are going to do. Personally, personally, I, I strongly believe that Robert Sala, uh, being the new head coach of the Jets, he took his new coaching staff there, a lot of Niners there. There has to be a little bit of a camaraderie, you know, just that little wink, wink. You know, at the end of the day, Sala has to look out for himself, but he's also, he left in good terms with the Niners. I would have to say he knows and he has let the Niners know who they're picking. I don't believe the Niners make this trade without absolutely knowing who they're going to draft or absolutely being sure that the top three quarterbacks available in this year's draft, they're good with, with whoever lands. If that's the case, which I, I believe Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are very good. They have excellent chemistry. If that is absolutely the case without going too much and other stuff that we'll gradually get into, I feel extremely happy about this. With that in mind, Jimmy Garoppolo will start for the 49ers every game this season, unless there's an absolute phenomenal trade. He will start every game this season, and we will redshirt our rookie going into the 2021 season. So I don't want to, I don't, I want to, I want to compliment the conversations because there's more stuff I'd like to go into concerning this. But that's what I think, just going in. Just going so, in, that's how I see it. Ideally, as a 49er fan, you want to see him sit the whole year, whoever they draft, if they pick a QB. Absolutely. You know, it's not going to happen. But even if Trevor Lawrence were to fall, absolutely, I would say. Whoa, make- whoa. Stop the presses. Yeah, no, obviously, I'm saying that's not going to happen. Trevor Lawrence to San Francisco? Oh, imagine that. Now, Charlie, if it was up to you, okay? Okay. And yep. assuming what we, we what we know now that Jacksonville more than likely, unless something miraculous happens, Trevor Lawrence is going number one. Number two is still a little in doubt, but let's I just assume. Let's I, just I don't assume. Think it's in doubt. Yeah, I don't think it's in doubt. I really. Let's don't. just assume they go quarterback. Yep. Who who to your eyes? And again, we're no draft experts. We, no, 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 just just the fandom in you. If you had to pick the quarterback, not name Trevor Lawrence. Who do the San Francisco 49ers draft at number three? I'm going to make this job easier. I'm not going to consider Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson will be gone. Okay. I, I just don't think Zach I, – I, I would go Zach Wilson. I really like his – especially if we keep Jimmy Garoppolo, I would say Zach Wilson. Just to answer the, the whole – because you give me the option. But okay. I, that, I, I feel my reality has to kick in, and Zach Wilson's not going to be there. Okay. So then it's a three-way battle between Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and believe it, Mac Jones. Believe it or okay. not, Mac Jones. He's, tr- he's rising on the draft boards he's of a lot of people. He's rising a lot. And apparently, apparently he's... J- apparently. 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 quarterback in the first round. Apparently, Mac Jones is actually Shanahan's... They're saying. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I want to say I hope it's not true. Hot take. Well, Hot take. Now, yeah. Mac Jones, from what I've seen, because I watch... I think I, I can assume easily that I watch a little more college football than y'all. Matt Jones looks more of a system quarterback. Question yes. is, Charlie, is he the system quarterback that Kyle runs? Here's a, here's a way to answer that. If the 49ers trade Jimmy Garoppolo before the draft, they're going Matt Jones. Ab- absolutely. He's a, he's, a, he's a day one starter. He's ready to go. He can fit the system. He'll just fit the system and do what Shanahan asked him to do. And that's and maybe that's why I feel Mac Jones might fall there. If you ask me who I like, considering we're gonna bench him a whole year, I go Trey Lance. I like his size, 
I like his arm strength. He has a lot of stuff to work on. He absolutely does. He's but a kid that he uh, that went or came from the same college as Carson Wentz, right? Yep, North, North Dakota, Dakota State. State. Are you going to hit on him too, Josh? Yes. <laughs> he's going to. So, yeah, facts so, uh, on Trey Lance, just to, just to open yeah, up open, for, for open Charlie. Open it up, open it up. Uh, he is projected in early mock drafts to go to San Francisco now that the move has been made, right? You touched on the top quarterbacks, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. Now, there's other quarterbacks, right? But these are the there more is. polarizing ones that are are, can, are projected to go in the first round. Not necessarily in that order, but top five quarterbacks. Now, Trey Lance, Trey Lance specifically, 6'3", 224. He's a sophomore, so he played two years. He redshirted his freshman year in 2019 at the university uh, that uh, Carson Wentz went to, North Dakota State. Uh, from what I was able to piece together and gather, right? Mm -hmm. His strengths, just to mention a few, he makes quality touchy throws into sign lines and over the, the middle of the field, over linebackers, right? He's able to move the chains in a variety of ways. What does that mean? He's mobile. Mm -hmm. He has good feet. He can run around and he makes progressions pretty quickly when he has the protection. So now that you last week, we talked about it, right? You just paid your left tackle. That helps definitely a rookie quarterback, maybe Absolutely. even a sophomore in the NFL, right? Kind of just mm -hmm. acclimate to the system and have a little bit of that half a second, you know, yeah, uh, to get rid of that ball. Weaknesses, he needs to trust his pocket. I guess he didn't have a stellar offensive line in college. So that was able, that gave him the opportunity to show his athleticism, which makes him moldable. Now, Josh last week talked about, right? Sometimes the athlete quarterback doesn't, has an ego. He kind of carries himself and he trusts his skills more than his mind sometimes. So he gets mm -hmm. a little lackadaisical. I can't even say the big word today, but wow. that's the word I want to say, lackadaisical. All right. I, I, wonder, I wonder if that's hitting the director's cut. I, I don't know. Maybe we should find out. But he occasionally, he occasionally had a explosive place, but at the same time, he uh, his arm accuracy and which obviously will be molded in the NFL. Mm -hmm. He leaves some deep balls short. So, Charlie, who are your speed guys on the, on the team? So that's so that's where it's interesting. The the Kyle Shanahan offense, which is uh a hybrid version of, I guess, of the, the original Bill Walsh West Coast offense that, you know, hit the league by storm back in the 80s. It's a little bit of that. It doesn't revolve around the deep pass. It doesn't at all. It, it doesn't involve it. We really don't have a speedster. We got we got a seventh rounder that we picked up three years ago named Richie James. Pretty good, fast guy. Not, not, not nothing too crazy. We drafted Brandon Ayuk last year. Good receiver. Not a burner, more of a uh, a swifty guy. You guys know Debo Samuel. He's just a pounder. He's the running back playing the wide receiver position. George Kittle, you know, yards after catch. Not, not really. We really don't depend on the deep pass. Actually, as, as a Niner fan base, that's something that's been left desired by a lot of the fans. They, they argue that we should have a, a deep pass option. Does Kyle Shannon believe it? I don't think Kyle Shannon actually gives a flying rat whether they have a deep pass option or not. So if that's the flaw in, in, in Trey Lance's, is, uh, I guess, skill set that you've mentioned, I I've now believe there's a better chance he might end up with no, Kyle so Shanahan. It, it goes back to, you know, if he's multiple, if he can sit behind Jimmy. Because uh, let's be honest, Jimmy was drafted, I mean, traded for, for a second-round pick. 
Yeah. Right. Which mm -hmm. for the guy at the time that Jimmy was, was pretty high. I think it was, he wasn't proven. He got paid a second rounder. So at, to a certain degree before this, it was, it's easy to say before the trade, I mean that Jimmy was highly thought of mm -hmm. now as time. And passed, I still, I still you know, think, and, and that's, that's why I want to make sure that the, the point is pointed across. I don't believe Jimmy Garoppolo is a bad quarterback. I don't believe, I don't even, I think he's, he's, he's absolutely above average. The biggest question mark with him has always been injuries. You look at his percentage winning record and he is top 10 in history in the NFL. He really, he doesn't lose in the NFL. Jimmy How Garoppolo many is games has he played? Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, injury wise, you know, so but, here's, yeah. here's my take. Um, and, and there's, there's a lot of points and I think uh, all perspectives are valid. Uh, I told you guys this before. Uh, number one, uh, Kyle Shanahan is genius. He, uh, he's proven that anywhere he has gone. He's worked with, with everybody and has elevated the quarterback room. So I still think that he doesn't need a superstar quarterback uh, to get back to the promised land. Agreed. That's one point. Uh, second point, uh, they have their doubts about Jamie, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think it's due to the fact that his durability issue, he, he puts the team in a bind when he's not in the field. Because when he's on the field, the Niners win. When he's not, they lose. And they, they lose. lose. And, they, and they can't afford that. So they need to move on from that. Uh, number three, whatever quarterback you decide, I, I'm fine with it. I would be weary of Mac Jones. I'm no draft expert, but hear me out on this and I'll make it a quick point and I'll go to the next no, no, point. No, no, Mac Jones, um, I think you have to be very weary of quarterbacks coming out of Alabama, receivers coming out of Alabama, running backs, running backs coming out of Alabama. Why? Because everything that Alabama Nick Saban has built there is perfect to a certain degree. Why? They always have a top offensive line. They always have a terrific defense. And although you're asked to make plays, is that really you don't really get that that position comfortable. I mean, you have a bunch of speedsters at, at receiver and great route runners. And we've seen Alabama and, and all that it's done in these last years of all the receivers coming out of the first round. So is it really because of the talent that you have on the field or is it because a quarterback is, is really that kind of dude? So and, and, real, and real quick, Josh, or is Mac Jones making those receivers better too? I don't know. But I, we see this time and time and, and again. And we have. We've seen a time lot. Time and really time again. Yeah. Now, yeah, no, it's, it's not to be fair with Tua. Tua was coming off of a horrific injury. Mm -hmm. the, the jury's out on him. And now we're going to see Mac Jones. Uh, the next perspective regarding uh, 49ers. Um, they have a lot of – they drafted very well these last years. And it's a great problem to have. And it, it alludes to something to a similar degree that we were discussed with Dallas. If you hit on all these players – you're going to try to retain them. Yep. And, and if, and if their skilled position is higher than average than everybody else, and they become that superstar player, guess what? You're going to have Damn. to break the bank. Yep. They're in there is, this is no Tom Brady scenario that I'm going to take a pay cut. No. So no. why'd I, okay. So George Gittle already got paid George Kittle and he's George, making George Gittler. Is always George Gittle, George Kittle. He already got paid. So he's making top tight end money. Please, Who's coming uh, up? I'm going to, I'm going to stand up. Bosa. You mentioned uh, uh, George Kittle. <laughs> Nick Bosa. He's coming up. His, his contract's coming up in 2022. So before before him, Fred Warner. Fred Warner. Is I, I was just about damage early. Sorry, I was going to say it's I was going to say he's first. He's like now. 
now. So get, get your yes. Niners right, damn it. <laughs> so I, I'm just mentioning no in particular order. Okay, okay. So Nick Bosa's coming up. Fred Warner's coming up. If if he turns out or not, he's going to be coming up to Kinlaw. Whether he'll be great or not, you'll be the judge of that. You already paid your fullback. You already paid your left tackle. Uh, Ayuk is coming up eventually. Debo's going to come up eventually. Jimmy's on two-year contract getting top dollar, right? Mm -hmm. To a certain degree. Mm -hmm. So why am I saying this? Because to my eyes, Kyle and uh, John Lynch sat down and said, you know what? We already have a team to win now. Yep. Let's go get ourselves a a first-round pick quarterback. We're going to pay him nickels on the dollar. And let's build that team around him. And let's get it going. We, We already have all the foundation pieces in place. All where they're missing is a quarterback. Yep. So that's the one point. And it leads me to the next one. And, and this is maybe opening a can of worms and I'll let it slide to you guys, my perspective. But it also tells you, and I think we kind of touched on this, Charlie, about Deshaun Watson. Oh. And if if the 49ers were, were a destination for him to land there. The premier just, destination. Right. So this just paints a picture in the horrific, yeah. horrific situation that's happening to Deshaun that this player is going to be untradeable. So if you're willing to give up three first-round picks for an unknown rookie that you don't know what you're going to get out of, rather than invested in Deshaun, it goes to tell you Deshaun's situation is no bueno. No, not at all. But that's just my take. Oh, you're you're right. You're Thank right, you, Charlie. Well, chime in. let me let me just jump in at the tail end of your conversation, Josh. And I think that the the drafting that the Niners have done has been better than mediocre, closer to the top than than to the middle. Right now. I think they're one of the underrated free agency winners. Why? Because they kept largely their team intact. They didn't go spend too much money out or reach for uh, some prime positions that they needed help in, right? So what does that mean? Well, that means that they're able to do a lot more in the draft, you know, a little bit more capital to swing around, maybe save some money for the upcoming players that Josh mentioned. And they made some small signings, you know, that are kind of sneaky. What do I mean? Well, before your coach in San Francisco was in San Francisco, he was with Atlanta and in Cleveland, right? He had that center, Alex Mack, play for him in both of those teams. And now he brought him in to San Francisco. They got another edge rusher, Samson Ekubam, or Ebukam. Ebukam from the Rams. Correct, from the Rams. And you still have key players, right? Chen Williams, Jason Verrett. Emmanuel Mosley, Kyle, uh, how do you say your last, the full box last name? Kyle Juszczyk. There you go. Tart, and, and the list goes on, right? And you've got Nick Bosa returning, Jimmy Garoppolo returning. The ingredients in the melting pot that San Francisco is are starting to show that if you bake it right, you'll get a good result. Mm-hmm. Now, timing is of the essence because, as we've mentioned before, your conference in the NFC West is starting to gain some strength. We've talked about how Arizona was a winner. We've talked about mm-hmm. what difference LA has now with Matthew Stafford. Russell in Seattle, he'll, he'll always, always be gonna, Russell. Regardless, he's going to get Regardless. The, the, yep. the 12th man is very much a potent existence in the NFC West. Yes. So what the Niners are doing, and so far so good, are saying, I think we got we to gotta capture lightning in a bottle. Okay? We had Jimmy go out last season, but Nick Bosa as well, two key anchors on either side of the ball. It's kind of like a, like a gimme. It was like a gimme year. 
Let's yeah. see what we got. Let's see the players. Let's put them in different scenarios. I watched a couple of Niners games, and so they would put in is it Berthart, the the QB, and then pull him out, and then put the Bethard. other guy in. Bethard, thank yeah. you. And then put the other guy in that looks like a little baby face, and then Nick take Mullins. him out, and then just but back and forth. So it really looked like Kyle was fine tuning and testing the skill set of every single one of them, right? Yeah. So free agency winners, they make a big uh, splash to trade in the draft, and all signs are pointing to what could be success. I agree. I agree. I, I completely agree. It's they're running it back. They're running it back. Other than that Super Bowl appearance where we had uh, the only player we really, the only key contributor that's not back is DeForest Buckner. Ultimately, everyone else is pretty much back. Uh, you run He's it back. With you. Emmanuel He's Sanders. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders was good. He he developed our players. He's no longer what it was because of the age. I wouldn't really include him as, as much. He's important. Right. Good, good, good point though. You know, but other than that, they, they can run it back. So I feel you run it back with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not necessarily sold on the idea of them getting to the Super Bowl, but they're going to be a team that's going to give the Buccaneer fits because they, a healthy San Francisco team, the team that the Niners got to the Super Bowl can take down this Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It really can. When it's healthy, when it's not injured, this team is built to be able to stop Tom Brady, a team that when Tom Brady gets rattled, he struggles historically. Man, I have we a good can pass go rush. A historic that's been mentioned. So the Niners, you mentioned it. They tweaked some things. They they got some key out of all the free agents. They only lost out on like two, basically. The other ones that they lost out on, I mean, I, I really not even worth mentioning. Not that important. You, you're gonna say something, Josh? I saw you. No, 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 no. I, I forgot. I forgot to mention this. Um, I, I and I heard it somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. but just a quick point. Uh, Jimmy G. Uh. And I, it was an interesting point. So let's see what your take is here. First off, uh, this is my perspective. If you're going to invest in a first round player, especially early in a quarterback, in my eyes, you got to start him, right? That, that's just, you can't sit him down. You have to start him. That's one point. Yeah. The second point, though, to me is uh, maybe Kyle Shanahan, even though he has, uh, it's a very complex offense. Um but it's it's simplified to a certain degree, right? Now we I don't know to what extent. I'm not in, obviously in that room, and plays are <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to do that for a living. However, so history you don't know shows what Omaha, us six forty three thirty seven. Of course not. Thank you, Winky. Mean. So history shows us right. Jimmy Garoppolo when he was traded to San Francisco, they, they didn't start him right away. Now you can correct this, not Charlie, but I think they waited either four or five games. Uh, before he even started. So when they traded for him, it wasn't an instant plug. Oh, no. here you go. No. He actually, they... he actually came in in a loss against the Seattle Seahawks because the then starter, C.J. Beathard, if it was C.J. Beathard, got, got banged hurt. up or, yep. or got and hurt. He, he had to come in. So it, 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 it's a two-edged sword here, right? Because mm-hmm. if you draft a quarterback and you have to develop him and you have to – he, I'm sure Shanahan has to be confident enough for him to, you know, understand the offense and understand what he needs to do situationally, right? Uh, if he's not ready, he's not going to start him, even though it was a high first-round pick. Uh, so maybe Jimmy G is kind of a complimentary piece perhaps, a couple of weeks here and there, and then when the rookie's ready – you know, take over because history has shown us, and I'm not trying to be a downer here. Jimmy G does not play 16 games, he let doesn't. alone now it's 17 games. It's not 16 yeah. now, now and, we'll it's 17. <laughs> and we'll get to that right now. So the season's longer. Mm-hmm. So 
what are you going to do now? Jimmy G, of course, to a certain degree, he also has, it's a play contract because this I is not foresee him playing for the San Francisco 49ers after this year. This no. is his last year. So it. he obviously wants to get another job. So this is like a tryout year for him, which is why I think it's a win-win if you're a Niner. I really yeah. do. It's no, a win-win. It and I'm going to mention some names here. Patrick Mahomes. Let's think about Patrick Mahomes. Let's be real. Any any fan who says they wanted their team to draft Patrick Mahomes is lying. Yeah. They're they lying. don't even know Patrick Mahomes was. They're lying because Patrick Mahomes didn't even go in the top 10. I think he went 10th. Did he go actually 10 or 11? I forgot what, what number he went. Number 10? Okay. We'll, we'll check that in director's cut. Proceed with your point, my Thank friend. You. Thank you. Um, Metro Tobisky went first, and, and, and none of us blinked. None of us thought anything crazy about this. You know, th there's been reports where were players in that Chiefs staff, I mean, in that team, that team in particular that drafted him, thought he was a terrible player in practice at the beginning. That they couldn't understand why they drafted him so high because he was so raw. What I'm getting, what am I getting to? That year behind Alex Smith just was, was amazing. He learned a lot. He was able to understand the speed of the NFL. Then he was able to use his, he, he, obviously he had some amazing talent. He just didn't know how to use it all that great. You know, Clingsbury was ruining him in, in Texas Tech. I hate to keep going back to that, but he was. And, and Andy Reid fixed him. That's one example. Let's think about Tom Brady. And let's be real. If Tom Brady in his rookie season, you know, Drew Bledsoe got hurt late in the season. He didn't get hurt early in the season. If Tom Brady has to play week one, is he the GOAT? I don't think so. He's a six-round talent for a reason. He was six-round grade for a reason. He got drafted in the sixth round for a reason. Now, he was thrown into a situation, but thankfully for him, he had already had much practice, much reps, much training. He wasn't the dedicated starter, so he was able to come in and learn and, you know, be able to work. Aaron Rodgers, he waited years before he was actually able to start. What am I getting to? I believe that the NFL has shown that when you actually draft someone and you hold on to him and you let him come into a good situation, because I believe even if the Niners were to go on and win the Super Bowl this year, Jimmy Garoppolo's gone next year. Strongly believe it. Even if they go on and win the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, he is. They, so let me, let me not add some win. money to this, yep. right? Okay. Garapp Garoppolo's current deal, if they cut him pre-June 1, the 49ers would save $23.6 million. Yes. It's a $3 million hit, Namas. After June 1st, 25 million. Yep. And I think that the Niners have done good in trying to manage the situation. How so? Wait, Gable, need... let me understand you. Are you saying the Niners should think about cutting him? Well, let... hold on. Okay. The Niners have done a great job of keeping his value intact. And the locker room to a degree peaceful they haven't answered any questions and they've kept their cards close to their chest in regards to answering or even any rumors spilling outside the organization of jimmy could be traded up for this jimmy could be traded for that they haven't talked about money they're not in salary cap hell they are averaging a not averaging leveraging and negotiations that seems similar to what Bill does in New England. They are not telling Garoppolo, hey, you're not the you're not the quarterback anymore. 
as a matter of fact, I think uh, Kyle came out and, you know, his reaction was very professional. His reaction was very uh, to the T and left zero room or very little wiggle room for Jimmy to go, huh? Now, obviously, the trade, everyone's reaction and media like us on the podcast and everyone else is going to go QB has to be QB QB. And to a certain degree, Jimmy must have felt he's he's also human. I mean, he's got the jawline of a god, just, but just to add, that's just pretty to, much it. Yeah. Just to add on, Yanko, they had a <laughs> wow, um, wow. So um, let me get this straight, Yanko. First, uh, you allude to Trevor Lawrence's physical statute of a man, and now it's already been three or four subtle times that you made reference wow. to that jawline of Jimmy G. Well, so basically, hey, he I'm pretty to, secure in in my sexuality wants, and what's up, he, so he I can recognize game. All right, he I wants, can recognize he wants, game. He wants that jawline and Trevor Lawrence's body. That's what he wants. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Anyway, sorry, that's the ultimate quarterback. Anyway, anyway, real quick, um, they had a press conference sitting, and Kyle Shanahan and actually John Lynch, alluding to what you just mentioned, actually went ahead and, and did say that at the end of the day, Jimmy Garoppolo was actually kind of bummed out too. You said it; he's human, and they they and I believe that's that's something that you respect. Yeah, I heard when the GM too. and the and the coach come up to you and tell you the truth, you got to respect that, and that speaks well of the Niners organization itself. Yeah, and, and real quick, um, concerning the twenty five million dollar cap, twenty three million dollar cap. I think that's worth paying. I absolutely do. I, I, and why? what's my reasoning for that? Unless the, there's a trade-off that's worth it. And by trade-off that's worth it, I would say a second-round pick would be worth it. I'm, in my, I just don't think they're going to get a second-round pick for him anymore. But why, why do I think it's worth it? You don't want to break this rookie quarterback that's coming in. You've invested three first-round picks and a third-round pick for him. You need to make sure that he, this kid comes in bubble-wrapped. You want to take care of him. You want to put him in the good situation for the 2022 season, even if we don't we don't have a great season this year. Let's bubble wrap him and let's go with it. If Jimmy Garoppolo happens to go down week 12, week 13, week 11, okay, he's had his his experience now in the in the in the in the team. Then it's worth it. That 25 million dollars to me is basically you guaranteeing that your quarterback, your rookie quarterback that's coming in, that you believe is a face and future of your franchise that's worth paying because you are going to protect them by paying $25 million. That's how I see. That's what I think. Is there any coincidence that John Lynch was watching BYU quarterback Zach Wilson when it caught news <laughs> of the, of the trade? That was funny. That was funny. It, it's not, it's not. I think, I think it, it's a good point that, that you made Charlie. And I, I totally 1000% agree with you. Uh, they're setting up the player uh, for success by him sitting a year. However, uh, we know that the NFL is not a very patient in these years. They're not patient. They want to know what you have. The fan base is impatient. It, it, it's always going to throw back in their face. Why didn't you invest in a quarterback? You're going to have to wait a year to start. Now, I, I do get that point, and, and I agree with you. However, due to everything that has transpired in, in several seasons, we, we keep this keeps repeating itself, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to invest, if you're going to make an investment, it has to be on the field, right? You have to see it on the field. Now, why do I say that? I know quarterback is the most important position in football. That's a given. But tell me how many other positions do you draft the first round guy and you tell him, sit down for a year no, and no, then we'll see not. what we have in you. That's crazy, right? If you draft a quarterback, if you draft a running back, a defensive lineman, any position, day one, he's going to be a starter. Right mm-hmm. now, I know quarterback is a different animal. You know, it's it's very uh, meticulous. There's a lot of mechanics involved and, and, and this, that and the other. 
So I, I, I guess the point is, uh, scenario wise, it is perfect. I would very much agree with you that he has to sit down for years to fully grasp that offense and fully take command of, of your new face of the franchise, especially with all the investment that you have made. Because if this doesn't work out, here's here's the thing, Josh, and just to and I, and that way we can transition onto the next topic. But I'm just going to conclude with this: Are you guys in agreement? You forget the Tim, Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly. Yet York, someone good, some good friend must have gotten in his ear and told him, "You're running this organization the wrong way. This isn't how Eddie DeBartolo used to run the organization. You guys got to change the way you're doing." And yet, yet York decided to give these guys a, a huge six-year contract. Both of these guys. And what did he do? He did exactly what Jerry Jones doesn't do. He stepped out of the way and he let football men do what they have to do. Do we agree that the Niners organization for the last, since they got there, Jimmy, I mean, uh, Kyle and John are running things correctly. They're running it like a good organization. Can we agree to that? You know, I think, we agree I think that? A, good, a good organization shows it's, uh, it's fruitage. And to say that they made the Super Bowl under their tenure pretty fast. It's, it's shown to be that they're not just a, a firework that's peaking, you know, that's blowing up and showing all their glitz and glamour at the beginning and then fizzling out. It's been yeah. a steady progression and the lack of smoke means that there there is no fire and that they've managed themselves well. So I, I honestly think that more teams should emulate the management and the administration side of San Francisco. Excellent. So that's what I was kind of getting at. So to, just to conclude the points, I would say, Josh, I agree with you. This plan could backfire, you know, if, if by week four, for some reason, the Niners are 0-4. The, the fault is going to be bench Jimmy. Even if Jimmy is – let's say Jimmy has thrown three, four touchdowns in every single game, it would be bench Jimmy. Is it time to bench Jimmy? However, the way this organization is moving things, the way Jimmy does um, – the way Kyle does things and the way John just trusts him, I don't believe they're going to give a damn straight out. I don't think they're going to care what anybody in the public outside of their organization thinks. I think they're going to ride with it. And unless Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt or B, he gets traded because there's an awesome offer out there, they're going to stick with it. And I think they're looking at the bigger picture. Not necessarily, hey, if we win the Super Bowl this year, if we get to the Super Bowl, if we make the playoffs and succeed, great. But we're looking at 2022 on. And that's how I think the Niners are thinking. I strongly think. But as a Niner fan, there's two Niner fans out there. You got the Twitter Niner fans, and not just the Niner fans. You got the Twitter people who, the Twitter GMs, we know them that strongly, you know, what are they doing? They're stupid. You know, whatever. You know, I, I was watching, I was reading Twitter today and, and you had all these fans upset because the Niners tr- drafted Solomon Thomas instead of, of, of uh, Mahomes. And that guy, that's why it got me thinking. It's like, you know, let's stop this. Because if the Bears would have drafted Mahomes, there's a good chance Mahomes is a bust. And maybe Mitchell Trubisky is, is lighting it up in Kansas City right now. It's all about the situation you land in. So that's where I'm going to conclude the thoughts on the 49ers. Um, before anything, Yanko, I know you wanted to say Just like a quick uh, segue from uh, into the Twitter world. Did you see that Mahomes tweeted after to the news of the trade with the big googly eyes? And then your boy, George Kittle, responded and, and said, I just work here. I don't know what's up. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, George, George, George Kittle is a character. He's an awesome dude. He's, he's, he's good. It, it's uh, it's gonna be good. I'm and excited. One of, I'm, I'm, one of Jimmy's friends. I'm one of his best friends. A yeah. Tight end. Uh, they say a quarterback's best friend is the tight end because he's always protecting him. He's always reliable. He's 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 his go-to guy. And every good, every awesome quarterback that's ever existed has a stud tight end next to him. 
Go back in history and check that. But those are facts, my friend. Anyway, let's go real quick. Before we transition on to the Yankel Yeet, real quickly, the, the other two trades, I just want to mention a little bit of Miami. I think they're all the ultimate winners still here. If and only if Tua Tagovailoa is actually what they drafted him to be. The residual effect. If, if he is who he's supposed to be, then it was worth it. Because you have all these first-round picks now. And you didn't have to you don't have to go back to back first round picks on a first on a quarterback. However, if they didn't do it, right? Let's let's imagine the scenario where Tua stinks, the Niners hit on this quarterback. It doesn't matter what they got for it, it wasn't worth it. However, the way I look at it as as GM management in Miami, I think it's a win-win because they've stockpiled so many picks. And I'd like to, I forgot to I, I had it, but I don't have it here, here in front of me. How many picks that the Miami Dolphins have in the next three drafts, including this draft? And it Insane. is, it looks like the Oklahoma city thunder. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> they, yeah. they have picks left and right in the first three rounds. So if I'm Miami, I'm thinking, all right, you know, let's stockpile this team. We have a good team. We have a great team right now. Let's see what we can make out of this. Let's see if we can grow with Tua. Maybe we have enough of a team where Tua doesn't have to do too much. If it doesn't work, guess what? We have so many picks. Maybe we can get and trade back into the first top five picks next year. So I think that's what the mentality of Miami. If Tua hits, dude, you got so many picks. Watch out. Miami could be looking into being a powerhouse in the next couple of years. They already have the foundation. They just needed the quarterback. I don't know. 2021 Dolphins, they have two first rounders, two second rounders, a third rounder, a fifth rounder, and then two seventh rounders. The key thing being two first rounders, two second rounders, and that's only 2021. Oh, my God. That's that's crazy. Here's a here's a funny note, guys. I don't know if you guys remember. Do you guys remember Laramie Tunzel, Mister Mister? Do you, do you guys remember why he dropped in the? He was supposed to be like a top five pick, but yeah. he. Do you guys remember that? Well, maybe Josh didn't. He always had meetings on Thursday, so he never watched the draft in the yeah. first round. But as as that draft was coming, I remember that that video came out of him, and his stock just started collapsing and collapsing and collapsing. Was it the one where he was smoking weed? Yep. Do you guys remember yeah. who drafted him? The Texans. Do- oh, no, it was the Dolphins. It was the Dolphins. That's the right. Dolphins. And the guess Dolphins. who the and guess who the Dolphins traded him to? The Texans. They flipped that. They they, they, they they were saying a Bleacher Report uh, that I think he actually created like a like a what do you call it like a what what's that word when you put like a statue in front of the stadium and you put your welcome. You're, yeah. you're welcome, uh, Dolphins, right? Yes. Because yep. they, they flipped it. So they, basically they that trade traded. was a domino effect, and that's why they got three flight. They have three first-round pick, picks. This pick that they traded was Laramie Tunsil. So they literally drafted Laramie Tunsil, and they've gotten back like five or six first-round picks. Huh. Whether Houston is an idiot, yeah, more you can Yeah, big time. Or, 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 uh, or, yeah. The coach is from the Belichick tree. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, Miami, Miami set up for success. I think you hit the nail again, Charlie. Uh, if Tua works, uh, it, jury's out on Tua, but uh, you just got to give it time. He was coming off wonder, a very horrific injury, and yes. it, there was Which, uh, COVID and a bunch of stuff. They, they don't have much to throw at, so there's a lot of factors. But, but they have. What, a, it seems they have a coach, right? They and do. they have a they have a bunch of pieces. They have the first round picks, but now the million dollar question is. What are you going to do with it? And I don't and it, and it brings back to the whole Niner point of the whole resting the quarterback or sitting him the first year. We talked about this already. Oh, for sure. Ryan Fitzpatrick was leading this team, was winning games with this team. They probably make the playoffs. Actually, 
they don't probably they would have made the playoffs if they don't put two on. And and you might have broken Tua. You might have broken him. Imagine him waiting out the whole year. Now there's questions about Tua. Is Tua the answer? I don't Man. understand. I, I don't understand yeah. that. The, the fact that if you're going to roll with somebody, roll with somebody. Yes. Don't don't flip-flop. Okay, so you sat down Fitzmagic, and then you started Tua, and then ironically, you benched Tua when they're playing the Raiders because he had a ter- their horrific game, and you put back Fitzpatrick, and then the following week, you go back to Tua. Yeah. What do you what do? You doing? So that's the only questionable. Maybe they were trying to see, like showcase, maybe four or five games. Let's see what this kid has. If not, we can address it in next year's draft because they had the draft capital. And it, help, it helps yeah. that they knew the Texans were losing so bad. So you're probably yeah, right. That wasn't see. a good situation, though. But then, yeah. you see, then why does it take a whole year later for you to realize, oh, we're going to trade out to get more picks, but when then we're going to trade back in in order to maybe pick up a, a tackle or pick up a receiver. I don't, so, you know, it's, it's a little... If I'm, the, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm thinking either offensive tackle or i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if you go kyle pitts kyle pitts is supposed to be like the most amazing prospect in history of drafts basically best tight end ever but it's gonna be fun it's gonna be exciting this this move just it, we mentioned it's a domino effect it's it's a butterfly effect that's gonna come and, think- and just shatter the nfl and, and i mentioned that butterfly effect because we have a little surprise for you guys a little bit later it's in the coming. show no and i think this has the residual effect on Tua because this this starts I, this isn't my idea I heard it somewhere else today it up and I agree with it it starts applying pressure to Tua it does it starts applying pressure to Tua they're they're making moves to say look we're gonna we're gonna stand we around you you need to perform you. now yeah this is you it's your time is now you have no excuse mm-hmm. it's magic is gone I don't even know who their backup is now but it's irrelevant. And that's crazy. And that's crazy because that just shows how much they want Tua to succeed too. In an ideal world, I know Ryan Fitzpatrick would have want to come back there, be the backup just in case. That's a good team. That's a good team. They definitely didn't bring him back just to make sure that Tua's feelings probably aren't hurt. He doesn't feel threatened, that kind of stuff. So it's exciting. I, it's exciting. If, I, if there's a winner that we haven't talked about, personally, I think it's the Atlanta Falcons. They're picking number four now, right after these three. That means they get the best prospect of this draft if they want him, not name the quarterback. You, you know, sometimes if we were to draft by talent, are the top three quarterbacks actually going one, two, and three? Probably not. Trevor Lawrence, yes. After that, it's not going to happen. But in an NFL league where quarterback is the most important position, that's why it happens. So if you're the Falcons, you got you got two options. You pick the best player available in this in this year's draft, or you trade down. I'm looking at the top 10 picks right now. And, you know, Carolina needs a team, but they're not going to trade with Carolina. Carolina is not going to go up there with the Falcons being in the same division. Atlanta is not going to be like, all right, take your quarterback in the future. They're not going to do that. But right after that are the Denver Broncos. So that's a team that I'd like to watch maybe. Does, does, Dem, does Denver, does Denver <laughs> trade up? <laughs> does Denver. Does, Dem, does Denver trade up? Does. does Denver trade up? And I think Atlanta, Atlanta now knows the price, knows the cost. I don't, I, and you know what, Charlie and Josh, I don't think it's far fetched to think that Atlanta doesn't get a quarterback. Matt Ryan's it, towards the end. It, it is. It's not far fetched either. I wouldn't agree with it because I don't think Atlanta's that bad. But you're right, Yanko. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. With that in mind, <clears throat> since Yanko is such a genius when it comes to football, I want to transition this over now to what people have known to be one of the most fascinating sections in the CYG podcast the Yanko. Yeet. 
And with that in mind, we are going to transition over to Mr. Yanko. Welcome, friends. Welcome, everyone, to the Yanko Yeet. We are live on IG right now. And this is on purpose just because we want to get uh, people involved and we want to get, you know, make our IG account that we blow up so much on our podcast uh, relevant. So for this segment, we're going to go with Yanko Yeet. And this, this week's Yanko Yeet is a little more personal. When I talk to the Yanko Yeet, when I talk to the fans of the podcast, when I talk about how I feel, which is what revolves around the Yanko Yeet, is things that happen in life. Things that happen. So let me give you guys a scenario. If you're driving down the, the highway, you know, minding your own business, listening to the CYJ podcast, right? And then all of a sudden, you get cut off. How, how does that make you feel, guys? How does that make you feel? And I'm going to go out and say, I, I get mad. I'm, I'm a, I try to be a great Christian and practice all the, the great virtues that we are uh, taught to learn and also uh, exert. But I'm a little ticked off. I get cut off and, hey, what? And it doesn't ruin my day, but it, it, it puts a little bit of a, a pain on my side. That's driving. How about when you're trying to, to tell a story or illustrate something? Hey, once upon a time, there was this little boy and a little girl. And then, no, wait, 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 wait. Don't make it about a little boy. What, if you, what do you think about making it a fairy tale creature? What if you, and then, and then opinions start coming in and, and then you get thrown off about your story and look, make it relatable to you. Make it relatable and, and see how that works. But this week's Yanko Yeet, I'm going to try to, I'm, this isn't to stir the pot. This is just to speak truths. This is just to speak realities. And fact of the matter is, is that when I am talking my opinion, when I am giving the limelight, and it, it doesn't happen during the Yanko Yeet, but it does happen sometimes. If I'm trying to say, say something, let me say it. My train of thought is already, you know, chugging away, going to where I'm trying to get to. And then all of a sudden, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. what about this? And then now my train of thought has gone awry and now my, my, my original thought and my original process has gone out the window and there have been plenty of times that i hang up this podcast we're done and then i start listening to it over again and that's what i was going to say that's my point and sometimes i haven't been able to defend my my uh my justin herbert versus trevor lawrence as much as i wanted to sometimes i haven't been able to stand as much as i want to next to the the defensive standpoint that i would take for 10 years instead of patrick mahomes yes i still stand by it but let me tell you guys something when you're trying to uh, stay in your lane and you you want to stay there, don't don't be that guy on the highway that just gets in the middle and cuts you off. That's Yanko's eat. Nice. So what wow. you're telling me, Yanko, is that <laughs> yeah. no interruptions. Don't interrupt. You don't me. like there's to be wa- there, There's warranted interruptions. I mean, guys, we've all been there. I get you, Yanko. But but when when I'm in the middle of an epiphany. Big word alert. And I'm trying to. You when know, your brain is exacerbating its thoughts. Oh, my you gosh. Can, you the cannot... exacerbation is, I is off the roof. And right now, for the friends on, on IG, they can't hear what, what Carlos and uh, or Charlie and Josh are saying. But when you relate what you're seeing now to what you hear, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. I, I was going to say something, but I didn't want to interrupt. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna say I, I think that's the kind of topic that we're supposed to have off the record, so our listeners don't know that we're losing chemistry. Hey, 
It's how sometimes, sometimes isn't cat is out of the bag. Isn't a it diamond does. made in pressure? Right? There's so much pressure that outcomes a little diamond. And and that's and that's how the CYJ episode ended at number eight. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, guys. So that was fun. I, I gotta be honest, Hinko, I missed out on like half of it. My internet was like going crazy. It was a little glitchy, right? Yeah, I don't know what was going on. So I, I even text you guys, I like, keep going. I don't know what's going on. I am actually on my hotspot now, which sometimes my hotspot in this room works out a little better. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, let's go on. Uh, there was big news outside of the... Okay, there's, there's news that don't relate to actual players or transactions, but rather the NFL making some, some big headway. We mentioned it a few weeks ago already. Uh, going into this whole 17-game schedule. 17 games played now moving forward for the 2021 season. As a, as a fan, we can all agree we're super excited. We're so excited, man. Another game? It tell me we get another. That means after a whole year of not watching football, or six months of not watching football, we get to add another week of football. That's awesome. However you put it, that's awesome. But we're doing a podcast and we're trying to be real about it. So let's look at the pros and cons. Cons being, it's got to suck if you're a player. You guys have thoughts on that? Are you guys excited? Uh, I'll, I'm gonna. I have a list of, of some of the key games that are gonna be really excited that we weren't gonna have and now we're gonna have because of this. But any thoughts, Yankel? We won't interrupt you. Promise. Ha. Uh, I think, from a player perspective, at least monetarily, right? When you agree to a contract, you agree to playing X amount of games, and then there's incentives, right? Play this much, you get paid that much. I think one of the most uh, recent ones is Carson Wentz. If he pay, if he plays more, is it more than 75% of the season, he gets X amount of dollars, right? So mm -hmm. now 17 games, it makes that how much more playing time, right? Is implemented per game cost as a player has now gone down a little bit. Now you're talking about if you're if you're a player that wants to maybe or a team better said that needs to make a playoff run. Now you're exposing your starters another game at the end of the season. Uh, recovery time people seem to forget and I think uh, and not to forget but maybe kind of don't realize the fact that football is a very physical sport. And the recovery process between games for these athletes, especially your 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 hard nose tackles, your linebackers that are lunging themselves to make that that huge hit, uh, running backs who run through the lines and through the trenches, these are guys that are exposing and you know putting their body out there purposely, but at the same time it's their jobs. So the recovery process, the uh, the preparation, the time away from family now is longer and has been extended and I, I as a player i wouldn't be happy i've i'm already agreed to what i do i'm already agreed to what i am and what's going on and now you're telling me we're adding a week which now makes everything longer right you're, yeah. you're at the end of the season maybe less vacation time with your family it, it's just it has a butterfly effect on everything else Yanko is it's uh I, you guys probably listen to the herd. We all listen to the herd. It's it's uh he's a good guy. He's probably the best at, at his job when it comes to that. Personally, he's the Raiders I, though, man. Gosh, yeah, he's dogging on the Raiders. <laughs> but he loves to put like little illustrations as to as to what happens. 
And and when I look at the at the NFL way it works, it's kind of like the world we live in. The rich get richer, and the poor get poor. The middle class is always screwed. You know, the middle class is always done. In the in the NFL world, that's true too. If you're an owner, or if you're a star, it's great. Because this 17th game, I mean, we, we, we don't want to forget that the, the players agreed to this new CBA contract. They agreed to a new game. Whether it was a closed vote, whether it was unfair, whether the owners pressured them to it, they agreed to it. As a, as a union, the NFLPA agreed to it. However, why do I relate the whole illustration? Because the rich are getting richer. All the stars, the quarterbacks, these amazing defensive ends, these amazing linebackers, the best of the best of every team, they're only going to cash in with more, more money. They're only going to get more out of it. The middle class and the poor, the, the, the one-year contracts, that's where it sucks because those are the guys that are playing, that are playing special teams. Those are the guys that got to play the worst position in football and now got to play an extra game. So uh, it, it, it is a little tough on that end. And then the other point I was going to mention real quickly was – I also feel that it's a little bit of exaggeration when we think about that extra game. Because do teams complain when they make the playoffs? Do they complain that, oh, man, you know what? I got to play the wild card round. This is another game. I don't want to play because I'm – no, they just play with it. They just go with it. So at the end of the day, they get all the way to the team that gets to the Super Bowl has now played 19 games. You consider preseason, those are 23 games. I don't know. At the end of the day, I feel – it's their job too. They decided to get into this profession. We know that there's, and it's a difficult sport to play. So as a player, I say, suck it up, man. You decided you, you, it's a privilege to earn $80 million for playing just football. When there's other jobs that you earn so much less and legitimately have a danger of losing your job any other day. So those, that's my little bit of a rant too. Uh, before we get into the, the, the fun part of it. Uh, Josh? Uh, I, I agree with you, Charlie. Uh, this wasn't something that was blindsided. They had signed the CBA. So in the CBA stipulated that there was a possibility of an extending a 17th game. And I do agree that although they put their bodies on the line, that's the profession they picked, right? So with that risk comes that high reward. Uh, I wanted to focus more on two factors. Uh, one, records. Records are going to be broken. Uh, the impossible records perhaps now are, are going to be very obtainable with an extra game. Mm. Uh, whether it be regular season records, whether it be uh, a game day records, career records, all that's going to be, it, it's going to be on, on the march. And two, uh, the gambling aspect uh, for fantasy football. Uh, you get an extra an extra week, so you extend uh, because you're, you're going to get more people tuning in. There's mm-hmm. going to be uh, more eyes on TVs, which alludes to your point: the rich get richer. Uh, more more people, an extra week of an NFL team making more revenue, selling more tickets. Uh, I think if I if I understand it correctly, the owners were about to vote on it, but I think they're either going to do preseason two or three games, one, uh, one of the two, I don't recall. So, so they're going to, you know, uh, bring down uh, preseason. So it's a win-win for everybody. You get to make more money. Yep. Uh, you get to, you know, your contract or whatever incentives, they're going to be more obtainable. The fans are happy. 
The owners are going to make more money. The players are going to have to play an extra week, but Hey, so be it, you know? And it's just everything. There's a benefit to to everything. If you wouldn't get paid, then I would say, wow, you know, but these, these players get paid handsomely. Well, even the players that are just there just to uh, backups, you know, you get played several hundred thousand dollars just to be there. And how many jobs can offer that? How many average Joe jobs can offer that? They can't. So it's all in the investing aspect. So it's great if you're a fan. I understand the players to a certain degree, but at the same time, I'm like, man, come on. That that was your choice. That that's what you elected. And your talents, you wanted to put a manifest in football. So there you go. But it's not official yet, right? They it's still, not. The owner still got to vote on it. I think tomorrow or yes, Wednesday. It's it's. it's but it's, if what you is, tell the owners, yeah. hey, you're gonna no, make I don't, money. I understand. I'm just yeah, saying. right ankle. It's facts. not official. It's not official, but it's not official. But uh, but if I've learned anything, anytime Adam Schefter says anything, it's 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 a fact. It's very close to official. It's it's pretty much official. He they don't. Uh, but here's something. Yeah, let's look at the football standpoint of it too. Like, so get a little excited. Actually, Yanko, you actually asked me last week. In this scenario, would the Raiders or the Bears win? Well, guess what? The Raiders and the Bears are going to play now because of this week's extra week that they got to play now. Uh, key matchups that I think are really cool. Packers at Chiefs. That's an awesome game that we weren't going to have that we're now we're going to have. Seahawks at Steelers. That's cool. Uh, Buccaneers at the Colts. Watch out. That's a cool game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only one. The other ones are, I mean, I'm pretty sure because as we know that then the there's a lot of teams that end up being really good that we didn't think were going to be good. And maybe some of these games that are mentioned aren't even going to end up being good. But at on paper, this is exciting. This is exciting stuff. Because with the new tweaks, we mentioned it a couple weeks ago, the new TV contract. Well, that got done. There was a few tweaks that got done for the, for the way the contracts work. ESPN has now gotten the rights for week 18, which will now be the concluding week. There will be a doubleheader Saturday night leading into week 18 that the NFL will put two of the primetime games at that time on Saturday. Good, man. So that, that yeah. ESPN game is would 17. always get no, trash. Week 18. Oh, week because 18. of the bye. Yes. No, well, what? How does it? We're playing 17 games, but it's week 18? Yes. Correct. Because of the bikes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So that, that's one of the things that the players were arguing. They actually just, they argued that they deserved another buy. That's something that might've been our, I, I think it, I, I actually believe that that would have helped the NFL. You, you make another week out of the league and, but that's another discussion, you know, next year buy. That's another buy. But you, now, if you really think about it too, um, and, and it doesn't do crazy unless your team is really idiotic or has terrible luck. But now we're waving away at the eight and eight record, unless you tie. Oh, yeah. But the no, eight, eight no longer will there be a 500 team. Either you're sub or you're above 500. So what that does to your team, we don't know. It could make playoffs or it can break you. So now that it's an odd number, you're not, you're not going to be even unless you tie. However, does this? Is the NFL putting themselves in a situation, though, where the season could have some extremely meaningful, meaningless games, though, like the last two weeks? We've seen it where week 16, or I mean, week 17, sometimes games are, you know, it's already a done. It's already a wrap. Could it be that the Bets teams by week 15 could be done? You know, they got it figured out, and now they got to wait almost a month before they play meaningful football? Just a thought where I could see this maybe flipping also, because an extra game could mean, a really good team could have to 
have no competitive football for quite a few weeks. Heck, I'll even go on the limb. What about the places that'll be affected by weather? It's now Ooh. it's even colder in yeah. at the tundra. Now it's even colder in Buffalo. Now it's even colder and and you know or rainier in Seattle. I mean, Jeez, these are just right. things. You're right because some of the worst Green Bay Packer games are always in the playoffs. Yeah. But now by this extending one week, week imagine week 17. You are the well in their division. They're all in the north, and I think the rules are that you always play against your division in the final week. But maybe the NFL decides to tweak that. I think it's really cool the way they do it. But let's say the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions, they play indoors. You have to go to the frozen tundra in a negative 12-degree temperature. Or someone like crazy. Miami. Yeah. Well, I was just saying if it stays inside the division, if it's in the uh, actual yeah. division. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but you know what? But, but Yanko, that's a good point because Miami could technically go up to Buffalo. You know, they're, they're in the same division. Yeah. So it's like, gee, that's a good point. I didn't even. I didn't but it adds more meaning to it. Yeah. It, it, it really does. And, and you know what? I don't mind uh, the NFL scheduling the last week, uh, nothing but division games. Because if you think about it, although all the teams were technically already wrapped up to a certain degree, there was a couple exceptions here to the rule the last two weeks of the NFL. But seeding, seeding affects everything. It does. And, then, and then now that they added an extra team to make playoffs, there's only one team that's getting a bye. And, and how much of that factors into the whole weather aspect, although Green Bay choked it. But, you know, it adds a, another element to it, adding just an extra game to the end of the season. And, and, and let's be real, the, the, the Green Bay Packers home game wasn't really an awesome home game. A, they didn't have their crowd. And B, it wasn't really that cold. We've, right. I, I'm, yeah. We're used to watching Green Bay Packer games in the, in the cold, where the green grass isn't green. It's like brown. Right. It's, of, it's, a, it's a frozen tundra. I mean, that's one of the most uh, vivid images I have about the frozen tundra is the Giants playing, doing the playoffs in the frozen tundra. And is it, what's his name? Uh, the coach that took him to the Super Bowl. Yes, Coughlin. Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin. Yes, and his face was so <laughs> red. It looked like it was going to fall off. Like, it looked like it was if the so players cold. ran into him, his nose was just going to break off. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, so it's, it's a really cool aspect. It's a really cool aspect, and it's exciting. Hopefully, Sunday ticket, that doesn't mean it goes up in price. because Oh, you, you better you believe it. It will. Gonna... We all know someone in college. <laughs> yes, we do. God, I'm, I'm like, okay, so he was a freshman. I was, he's a senior now, so I got one year left. <laughs> and I, and I got to find another kid. Calculations. Yeah, I'm, I'm making these calculations. So, All right, guys, so, so this is exciting. Good stuff. So transitioning to the team, you, if you're if you're listening, you're probably wondering, weren't these bastards gonna go ahead and go in and and give us a a, a a breakdown of every team? You know, guys, we actually decided not to do that yet. We are gonna get to that. We're not gonna do that today, just because of the fact that there's so many things moving across. Yankel clearly pointed out, uh, Josh added on there that it was better to wait up and and just let this develop a little bit more. So once the draft concludes, we'll be able to give you guys a better you know prediction and not prediction but an analysis of each each team one by one but with that in mind we did want to give out some predictions you know some stupid way too early predictions of who we think is going the way i did it was i i actually put the division winners who i thought made it to playoffs and who got to the championships and super bowl but however you guys did it you guys can go ahead who wants to go first you sound more collected man go for it i mean we already know that justin herbert's going in the super bowl right so I, you know, I, I, I've been. Able oh, to he's see. not. Funny stuff. Funny stuff. <laughs> he's not. He's not. But he's. He's. He, there's. There's some tweaks on my team. Did you guys do the same format, or did you guys make the predictions any other way? 
No, I did. I did just random predictions. I, I guess I'll go first because mine's really simple. Uh, KC does not make playoffs. You already had heard that before, but I'm I'm doubling down. KC's not making playoffs. Um, that was really the biggest prediction in the AFC. That is like more impactful. Okay. And second prediction is Tampa Bay will repeat. Wow. Okay. Cool. That not, nothing too. You're very. I mean, Chiefs is very very big. That's huge. Huge. <laughs> Can you do that? Huge. Thank Huge. You, Thank you, bro. Uh, that, but the, the, the Tampa Bay, I don't think it's too crazy to think that at all. So, Yanko, or do you want me to go? Uh, I had it broken down a little more. So, that way, we just kind of build up, right? <laughs> AFC Championship. I think the AFC North is represented by the Browns. And I think the AFC uh, rival against the Browns in the AFC Championship is still... Kansas City. I don't think they make the Super Bowl, but I think they lose uh, to someone like the Browns in the. Whoa! Are you AFC. saying the Brownies are going to the Super Bowl? I think so, man. Wow! Nice. I like it. I, I think like so, man. It. I think they have a. I think they have a legitimate shot. I, I think like. They it. have a legitimate shot. Way too early prediction. Yeah, wait. But too I think early. I think they have a legitimate shot. And we'll uh, dig deep. We'll dig deep once we. Yeah, once we yeah, win. for sure. Uh, NFC. I think. Well, a little outlier. Uh, before the NFC Championship. And this is just to shout out to some of the Cowboys fans that I know that listen. I think uh, the Washington football team takes the NFC East. So uh, the first back-to-back champ. Yeah, I think the I think it's due time for back-to-back champ. I think there's uh, we can dive into that. So anywho, uh, Green Bay and Los Angeles probably in the NFC Championship. Okay. Okay. I, I, uh, I, I don't. I think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think LA has enough yet. I think Stafford has not enough time yet to settle into Sean McVay. But he's a genius. I think it goes either way. Uh, and this is precedent on on uh, two things. One, uh, Aaron Stellar. He's in the prime of his career. Uh, two, I think he's trying to make a point because I read earlier, uh, late last week into this weekend. Aaron is pressuring the Green Bay Packers to sign him or to keep him past this upcoming season. He doesn't want to be a lame duck. He doesn't want to be a lame duck. And I think he, the way he is, I think he goes out to prove a point and make sure that they keep him for sure. And poor old, poor old Jordan Love uh, sits another year. I like it. I like it quite a bit, bro. I like it quite a bit. I've got to wonder what's going to happen with Jordan Love eventually. If that were to happen, that, that does make a question mark. All right, so I'm going to go real quick because obviously I, I guess I went, I did too much. So that's apologies on my end if you don't, if you think it's too much. But do it. You're going to go uninterrupted. Do it. Nice. <laughs> I, 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 I encourage interrupting, by the way. So I, I like that. I actually like to be interrupted. I think it's good. Anyway, AFC East, <laughs> I got the, the Patriots winning the division. So the Bills, no mas. I think it lasted one year. Uh, the AFC South, I got the Colts winning it with that in mind. Shocker. Believe, with that in mind, the Colts are gonna get the first round by. I believe they're gonna get the number one seed next year in the AFC. Whoa. The, that's okay. a hot take. The yeah, North, I mean, but the, I said North the, Browns too. the North will be the Brownies, the West will be the Chiefs, and my five, six, and seven will be the Bills, Chargers, and the Ravens will be at number seven. With that in mind, my AFC Championship, I just jumped all the way to the AFC Championship. I got the Chargers playing the Colts with the Colts advancing into the Super Bowl. Oh. I think, I think the Colts have it in them. NFC, real quick. Uh, the NFC East, 
For all you Cowboy listeners, I'm jumping on the bad wagon. I strongly believe the Dallas Cowboys are primed to win the NFC East this year. The NFC South, I, 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 there's no one there. The Tampa Bay Bucks. Jameis Winston and the Saints, I got to watch out on that. If Jameis Winston can figure out his turnovers, interesting. NFC North, the number one seed, Green Bay Rodgers. And the NFC West, I got the 49ers winning the division. Call me biased. I strongly believe the Niners are going to win the division. However, watch my five, six, and seven. I got the Rams. I got the Cardinals. And I got the Seahawks. I got the oh. entire NFC, NFC West. West. I got the wow. entire NFC West in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, go team by team. And I just don't think how any of these teams can ultimately beat us. I think we split all across. I think every NFC team goes three and three, maybe four and two and two and four. But they beat a lot of the other teams in the NFC. They're in a good position. NFC Championship. I'm going to agree with you, Yanko. Packers against Rams. Super Bowl, Colts versus Packers. Aaron Rodgers gets his second Vince Lombardi. That's that's enough. it. And on the NFC side, Charlie, I don't think it's it's uh, ludicrous to think that way. Okay, yep. because I don't think the Saints make it to the playoffs, Mm-mm. right? Especially with the Bucks taking that division. I don't think they're wild card or even last seed uh, efficient, to say the least. And then when you look at the other divisions, you know the NFC East. Maybe I, I take out the Cardinals or the Seahawks and put in either or and put in the Cowboys. I think they do make the playoffs based on uh, wins here and there. They're going to go against the AFC West this year uh, as opponents from the That's out. Hard. It's, it's a hard. It's a hard division. Uh, I think they split it. I think they go two and two. But... Not to get too deep into that. I mean, the Bears, Vikings, and Lions, they're not going to beat Aaron. Maybe uh, the Vikings are pretty. That's another one. Maybe. Might, maybe. You interchange not, not with one of the NFC yeah. Wests. Uh, yeah. But you're, I don't think that your prediction is is too far off solely because other than the Bucks and whoever the NFC East and NFC North uh, division winners are, obviously the Packers, I agree with you. The NFC looks kind of shaky for a while. It does. It does. And here's the thing real quick before we go into the would you rather. I know I'm wrong. And here's why I know I'm wrong. And I'm pretty sure I know why you guys are wrong too. In all these predictions, except the 49ers, I don't have a single team that didn't make the playoffs from last year. You know, like, and, and as we know in the NFL, there's always one team that goes from worst to first. There's always one team that didn't make the playoffs that makes the playoffs. And there's always some good teams that aren't good anymore. So, We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see who ends up being. At least, I, I think, and Josh may able to uh, may be able to agree, and Charlie as well, I don't think it's too out of this world to think what all of us said. Yeah. If it's it's a close, you know, ring of the bucket. Maybe the Browns don't make the Super Bowl. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely a contender. Yeah. They're definitely someone to be spoken of. And the Packers, well, I mean. as lo- you, said it with, you said it with Wilson. If, 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 and the same thing here, if Rodgers is the quarterback, he is always going to be in contention. They're relevant. Yeah. All right. Would you rather? All right, gentlemen. I think the last few weeks I, I've gone last. I'm going to go first here and just give you guys the question right away. Get off going. This is, this is an interesting one. Remember, this isn't supposed to be a real scenario completely. Let's think outside the box. Would you rather? For his entire career, have Patrick Mahomes on your team, 
but he has to only get three downs every time, not four. He gets three downs for his entire career, meaning on third down, they punt or go for it. Or, and, and, and this is a mediocre team. This is you leading a mediocre team, both scenarios. Or Trent Dilfer, and you get him for five downs. For a year? For your entire career. Entire career. As long as Trent Dilfer is your quarterback, you're going to get five downs. And so as long as Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, you get three downs. Every, we're not applying any team scenario. It's just no, QB. No, he's a mediocre. It's a mediocre team. You know, don't think of any. Don't think about any of his pieces. It, we we safe to say that Mahomes makes you better, and Dilford didn't make you any better. But what is your thoughts? I thought about it a lot, and I have a thought, but I want to hear you guys first before I I chime in. I'll take Mahomes in the three downs. Mm. And any, any reason why, or you want to let Yanko? I'll let Yanko go. Give me his response. Man, I want to go against the grain here, my my own grain, and go Mahomes. <laughs> my, go Mahomes. Mahomes is that what we said? I think yeah. Kind of I'll go. Off. I'll go. Uh, Good old Patrick. Wow. I I I'm actually gonna go against both of you, but I had time to think, so I want to hear you guys first before I go ahead and argue. So you said that uh, the team sucks, right? Mediocre. Um, that sucks, but mediocre. Mediocre. Middle, middle of the pack. Um, I got to believe that talent out of ways here, even though you only have three shots, Mahomes is a transcendent talent, whether it be because he sat down, whether it be because he's perfect scheme for him with Andy Reid. But you got to think that you give this kid three shots, he's going to make, he's going to get a first down. Well, remember, you technically only have two because you got to punt on there. I really doubt you're going to be going for it every time, but just. I would if you have Mahomes. So you but, okay? But you're okay, so it's but, first. Okay. So it's first and second. Yeah, and, and third becomes out. really becomes your fourth. So you really Correct. have you have three shots basically yeah, to get the yeah. first down, it's and the like, third one is a punt. That's what I'm saying. It's like the same scenario. I still will go Mahomes. Oh man, that's and it's crazy. And, and I don't argue with. I don't. I still I'm not against Mahomes. your thoughts. I'm not against your thoughts at all. Yanko, do you want to expand on that? Do you want me to go? I think it to me. I don't want to give a PowerPoint presentation. I'm notorious yes, for, the, go, please. for the PPP. Uh, How, so let me, let me take the screen share off. <laughs> <laughs> but, Straight into the point. See, yeah. Knee jerk reaction. I think that Trent Dilfer, I think the guy that I saw in Baltimore, who was kind of towards, you know, kind of older in age for a quarterback stature or quarterback uh, statistically, right? He's getting a little older. He wasn't necessarily an athlete. And if I'm going for it consistently, I agree with Josh on, the third down, which is technically my fourth, the strength of Patrick's arm. And I mean, to me, one of the one of the biggest plays that I saw, and it says it says athleticism with this baseball background, was when he was uh, running for his life. Basically, he throws himself on his. Does he throw with his right or his left? I think he throws with right, his right. 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 He throws himself, gonna land on his right arm and makes that baseball throw. Yeah. Sidearm as he's falling, right? Kind of like a like a shortstop would throw in a first base type mm -hmm. of deal. I think that with the amount of chances that I have, uh, transcendent talent, you can add pieces around him. He'll carry your team, especially if we're mediocre. I mean, if I'm going to go 8-8-1 eight, eight and one and still win the NFC East, I'm good. So <laughs> my, I agree with you guys. I'm not going to say I have nothing. I mean, we all believe Patrick Mahomes is just an amazing talent, and it's just amazing what he, what he does. 
But if you make the NFL, you have – if you won a Super Bowl, even regardless, Trent Dilfer won it because of the defense, he was still the quarterback. He still threw touchdowns, and he still, he still got around with it. Now, I'm not saying I would build my team around Trent Dilfer. No, 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 not at all. But you're telling me you got four, you got four normal downs and then a next one in case you need it to get 10 yards. That means you need to average two yards a play, two yards. At this point, if you run it three times, you still have a fourth chance before you even have to punt. You, you run it for two and a half yards. You run it for two and a half yards. You run it for two and a half yards. And you ask Trent Dilfer to throw a three yard pass. I, I think that's the way to go, man. I think I think the odds are stacked completely against Patrick Mahomes, even with his amazing arm. We saw it in the Super Bowl. He can get figured out. He can be in a situation where if teams figure out that the offensive line has some issues, if he's not in a if he's in a mediocre team, it's gonna no matter how good his arm is, he's gonna run out of chances. And I think about it. All right, are you guys genuinely saying that you're gonna go for it every single time, even if it's like? A three and out. In this case, it would be a two and out. Like, are you going to go for it every time? You're you're in your own twenty. Are you going to be going for it every single time? Just because it's Mahomes? I think more than fifty percent, based on field I, position. I I apply the same concept to you, Charlie. Although the numbers are different. Yeah. But if you're going it on two times, you're telling me that Mahomes can make two five yard passes. Yeah. No. And I, yes. 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 But we know it's not bombs our- away. And then add the element of athleticism. Even though it's a little underrated, he can get out of the pocket and he can roll and he, he can, can take it. He can. So Trent Dilfer, uh, I hate this. Just do, you're dependent it's, too much on other pieces for Trent to be successful. Yeah, there's, you, there's you, you are. too and much it's funny, stuff. It's, it's funny, Yanko, because when you say that he was old, he won the Super Bowl in 2000 with the Ravens. He actually played for the Niners in like 04 or 05. So <laughs> he was a starting quarterback for the he's, Niners. He, 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 <laughs> he was he, already old. But no one remembers him for that. No, no. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that we remember. I just remember him because I'm a Niner fan. And I know my all, all the crappy quarterbacks we went through. I still, I still, I would still go Trent Dilfer. I think anybody that's, I would, I like five downs. I think you sounded like Yanko, bro. I know, bro. Irrational. <laughs> so you have all a right. little fair also for Trent Dilfer. I can see that now, Charlie. No, no, no. I'm just saying. It almost seems like you have a soft spot for Trent Dilfer because he was in the Niners in 04. No. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say five downs. Five downs over three downs. Five downs over three downs. It's a, it's a matter of math. I think five downs is very, very interesting. Five Not downs? Trent Dilfer. He sucks, bro. There's a reason he got to the NFL. <laughs> I'm just going to say the elephant in the room. He sucks, bro. If it wouldn't have been for that <laughs> transcendent defense that he had in 2000. He doesn't even get a chance in San Francisco. Trent Dilfer man. is not even, like, irrelevant. He was irrelevant in Tampa. In Tampa. Under Tony Dungy, and he saw he was in Tampa. Who he was in Tampa? He was, he was like in half the teams of the NFL, dude. He, he was <laughs> everywhere, he was everywhere. But I don't know, I, I'm still gonna go Trent Dilfer, I, not because of Trent Dilfer, but because it's five downs over three downs. But anyway, all right, guys, you guys go next. Somebody else, Yanko, shit away, Yanko. I'm gonna be a little more personable, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be a little more, I'm gonna try to include some of our listeners and. I want you guys just to think because first and foremost, let me set the let me set the stage here. None of the three podcasters on the CYJ have kids, all right. But this is I know some of some of our listeners do. So here's a question: Your kid comes up to you; he's nine, ten years old. Hey, Dad, I want to play football. 
do you let your kid play football or do you stick him in flag football and that's as much as, as as far as he can go so let me just rephrase the question to better understand it let him play football tackling wearing full pads helmet let him play football through the extent of his you know middle school peewee high school or let him play select flag just so he can get the football itch and that's your compromise mm. flag or com- uh, full contact so i'm gonna just go ahead and answer now and say son you'll play some flag football because mijo we're mexican and we're not gonna grow bigger than than a good best case scenario six feet so you got no chance in the nfl even if you were to be good so not only that you're probably gonna get killed so let's go flag football that's that as much as it would hurt me i would probably cross some tears if you wanted to play football because that's awesome but yeah that would be my that would be my take flag football the so you're, you're basing it on the lack of physical stature yes. yes okay yes because there's very the percentage of good players that are not in the normal sizes like the you know mega humans that the nfl players are is very minimal okay you do have the Tariq Cohen's of the NFL. That's what I said. They're very minimal. Darren I mean, Sproles. You Darren Sproles. You know, but how many? You know, how many are there really? Not too many. All right. Nice. Josh? This was a very weird question, Yinko. Hey, we try, I to, might we say, try to appease everyone. I might bro. say that you need to include this question in your Yinko yeet for next week. But I'm going to answer the question. Uh, flag football. I would hit my kid across the head as hard as I could and say <laughs> that is exactly the pain that you're going to feel if you play tackle football. So if... <laughs> If you want that, I can supply it for you on a daily basis here. And I can throw you the ball and I can whack you across the head. So, <laughs> okay. there you go. Remember, remember, guys, we don't have kids. We don't have kids. That. So that's my answer. Cool. But you're, you guys are telling me that when you guys were growing up, you never had the, the urge, the want to say, I want to play. Yes, I did. But then I got slapped. <laughs> and I, yeah. and I'll... All things aside, obvious, you know, we all obviously have uh, other better priorities yeah, 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 in life. No, no, you're but talking just, 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 just a general synopsis. Just in of, sheer emotion. In sheer emotion. You, you I think it's around. the, I, I think it's just the fear, man. It's a yeah. contact sport. It's, 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 a, it's brutal. And then it's, it, it's kind of like a two-edged sword, right? But if you get injured, you're, you're young and, and you can maybe recover faster. But imagine being 15, 16, and having a torn ACL. Yeah. We have a neighbor, our kid, uh, the neighbor in my parents' house. Um, he He's torn his second ACL, and he's 16. He's a torn insane, bro. Right. You know, and, and honestly, at the end of the day, you know, how many kids make it far? And then, unfortunately, it becomes such a priority for peewee, middle school, high school. You think you're going to – and then you end up in a, in a community college team. Nothing against that, but you've thrown academics to the side. You got nowhere. Right. At the end I mean, of the day, the guys who make it far are the ones that have raw, athletic, amazing. And there's some that just, you know, worked hard and got there, but the percentage is so small. No, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to risk my kids' health at all. Yes. Yanko. All good points. All what good would points. you do, Yanko? If you have to send Maxima or Tesla, what would you do, Yanko? Let me give you guys some context. Maxima or Tesla are dear to my heart. <laughs> Uh, they, we Yanko. Don't have would you do that to Yanko? Yanko, the, is, Yanko, uh, the sweet Yanko. The, the glimmer in my eye. Uh, he's our pit bull. He's, uh, he's, he's pretty cool. 
he might become the CYJ mascot. Anyway, here's wow. here, here's the deal. He got, he got teary. Here's the deal. I got maybe a little farther than than you guys and and maybe some of our listeners. I had the opportunity to coach middle school football. Cool. Okay. When I lived in El Paso, I was able to take an opportunity. Uh, in all reality and complete transparency, I did it because I was getting married. I needed some cash. Let's do it. But it, it opened the world, a world to me that even though El Paso football isn't competitive, I mean, outside of, you know, your regular historic quote unquote powerhouses in, in El Paso, mm-hmm. even when those leave El Paso and play big boy football on East Texas or even yeah. as far as Midland, Odessa, uh, they're usually, you know, obliterated. Anyway. And that's another see, argument. That I'd like yeah, to that's make. another argument. But uh, I got to see kids talent. I got to see kids' uh, weaknesses and strengths, uh, mental preparation. I think there's a, a lot of, uh, and this is full contact, there's a lot of mental uh, instability that a seventh grade, eighth grader has that doesn't, they don't apply it to the sport, right? So carelessness, immaturity, uh, letting their, their feelings be overwhelmed. But on the other side, I did see uh, character refinement, uh indoctrination towards discipline and the athleticism of uh kids being exposed to know oh i can do this so their self-confidence is is now shot up right now now they're the they're wearing their jerseys on fridays and you know they strut around the campus and they start getting that vibe and so now they're they're feeling great however the amount of injuries i saw this is this isn't news to us right but i think what really catapulted the idea of health was that uh movie concussion with will smith right yeah and the 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 effects of of concussions and physical elements now josh you hit on it right uh, torn acls mcls uh i saw broken collar collarbones i saw a kid broke his tailbone i mean it's it's all over the charts dude a kid in my middle school i remember and then one of the games one of the few that i went he lost his finger to because it got stuck in one of the kids' helmets and the kid just kept running and the entire skin and all that was left was the bone, bro. Ooh. Middle school kid. Middle school. That's some final destination stuff. Yeah, it is. But I don't think these kids are ready for the butterfly effect of, of what it is to, to have this. I saw kids get concussions. I saw kids, uh, you know, just brutally hit by and we all saw it there was always a seventh or eighth grader that was just ginormous this one kid and that kid did everything on defense did everything on offense and it was just constant so to answer your question i like the idea of my kid playing football for everything that's pro just not tackle yeah so flag flag football i mean and i don't know carlos i didn't know you early enough but josh and i used to go out to blackie chester and there were some stints where it was every Sunday night, people would show up, yeah, we boy, would play that football, and that was fun, man. And that was, to a certain degree, hard flag, like yeah. two-hand touch, basically, or just straight-up tackling, and that was fun. And even then, there were some of our friends that got injured. How much more... I saw a guy's contact fly out once on the, how hard the, he was hit. The, the, <laughs> the, the, tur- the turkey bowl. The turkey bowl. I mean... But it was fun, and that's something I don't. I, I wouldn't want to. I would have to explain to my kid, yeah. right? But flag football all the way, man. It's just, and it's overall just safety. Bro, this was this was the that was a yank. That was a yeet. That was yeet. Like 
that was like beyond PowerPoint presentation, Yinko. That was like, that first was like, off, you were like the Cesar Chavez of like, <laughs> bro, you went down a path that I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, man. That, like, I, I, I just, yeah. Next thing I know, I thought you were going to bring in like Cesar Lozano and just start giving us. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Hey, 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 hey. D- just, just trying to give the, the oh, I podcast like I like it. Yeah. I like it. a global I like it reach. Very different. Very different. I got you. Josh. I got you. All right, guys. So mine is not going to be uh, so sentimental and intertwined with feelings and children. Um, no, we don't want anything. To do I'm, I'm over here. Nobody can see me, but. Okay. So this scenario is pretty simple for you. Okay. With what you know now and no more trading. Okay. No more trading. No. You already have your coach as the teams stand right now. Would you rather be a GM for the New York Jets? And the purpose of this is taking the team to the promised land, okay? Making them relevant, not Super Bowls, competitive, relevant, okay? So would you rather be the GM of the New York Jets as of right now or be the GM of the Philadelphia Eagles? The floor is yours. Nueva York. Can I get Carson back? Can you get, can I get Carson back? <laughs> New York. New York or Philly? New York or Philly? New York or Philly. Because you're saying no. I'm the GM, right? So I, I'm going to inherit everything that you're is. You're going to inherit everything that is. It is right yeah. now. The trade, just came, the, the trade just came in. Now you have more of a stockpile for Philly with more draft picks. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to New York. So I got a coach that I, I've just hired a coach that I like. He's running good uh, coordinators to him. And we get to draft the quarterback that we want. And Trevor Lawrence is not coming. So we get to draft the quarterback that we want. So to me, that's what you want. You want to come in and you want to build what's yours. You've been able to sign the free agents you want. Now you get to sign the quarterback you want in the draft. So I think that's awesome. That's why I like, I would pick the Jets situation. Absolutely. Yanko. He wants the Jaguars because he wants Lawrence. Uh, uh, man, I just... I had an I had an answer, but then Charlie's answer was pretty, pretty stout. Uh, I'm gonna go with Philly. That was my initial. That was my initial uh, popped in, in my head answer. I'm gonna go with Philly. A uh, couple of things. It's a weaker division. I think there's uh, as a, a GM. Point. I have. I don't have to worry about Dallas. Jerry's Eagles always in the way. Uh, New York. It, they've had a great off season, but it doesn't necessarily meet into transitions. And I don't really, I think Danny Dimes is relevant, but I don't think he's uh, super competitive. Washington, I worry about their defense. So I just got some time to, uh, I have to build on the offense. Jalen Hurts is unproven. I think he got a little bit of chance. I know he's going back to what you said earlier, Josh. He's a, a quarterback out of Alabama. I think he's a, a good talent. He's athletic. Uh, and if at number 12, is that what they have? Number 12 in the, in the draft. And they have more, they have, I believe like two or three first round picks for the next upcoming drafts. Yeah. So they're, they're in a good place. They're, they're in a good, good place. place for me to build upon within the next two years. I get a year to evaluate Jalen. I pick up, uh, I think Joe Flacco's the backup. So he is the, the veteran presence that he'll have with Jalen. Is he uh, going to be the backup the entire season? That is a question, but as a GM, I, I have some say in that. 
Yeah, you do. Uh, I just I go with Philly based on the, the division, the amount of picks I have coming up, the amount of fast turnaround opportunities that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know their cap space, but that's something obviously I would work on uh, for a quick turnaround. Ankle, uh, real quick, just to add on to your comment, I think because I don't think the the answer is quick turnaround, but I, I if I were to add on to like the Philadelphia Eagles. Why I'm, it's not really to argue. I think it's to add on to your point. They're in a good situation because this GM is like, dude. I mean, it, basically, it's like we were forced our hand to have to get rid of once. So the, it's obvious that they got to rebuild. So yeah. they got time. So knowing that you got time is, I think, it's is is a good thing on their hand. I just like the Jets more because they also got time, but you have a higher pick, so you get the chance to get a better player. Yeah, That's and it. I just I just thought like the life expectancy of career life expectancy of a GM. In, a, in an area isn't yeah. if you're not successful you've got a short window to at least buy yourself time right so be successful year one be yeah. successful year two to buy yourself three four and five you got to show at least a little bit of progression a, a, a little gentlemen. Yeah. in the in the progression chart chart not chart <laughs> chart chart well, obviously you thought about it josh so i will go with philly uh, for the simple fact of it being that you're in a much, much weaker division than you are in the East. Buffalo's on the uprise. Miami's on the uprise. The Patriots are not going away. So your job is that much harder as a GM. And in Philly, you have more of an opportunity to, to turn it around, perhaps not quicker, but uh, you have a little bit more to work with. Uh, yeah. So that's the reason why I, would, why I would take Philly. No, and that's but, a good point. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... to... Uh, open a can of worms here. Uh-oh. Josh, would you still take Philly if Carson was still there? No. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> there, oh, it Dios, God. there it is. Oh, my God. I knew God. it. I'm out. I knew it. Uh, I'm out. Yeah. You're saying like, that you would take Sam Darnold over I would take Carson? Sam Darnold. No. Oh, my God. God. Okay, real quick. I would. If that was a scenario, I'm going back to Philly. I'm Crazy. going to Philly. No questions asked. <laughs> anyway, oh, my God. Jesus. That's when you look. Just when you think Josh is on the right path, he does. The 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 hater rate for Carson, man, it is is abundant. Unreal, unreal. I'm not in the. I'm not in the Carson Wentz business. We can't quantify the amount of hatred that Josh has. Here's here's a yeah. Here's a quick one, real quick, before we go into this new. Um, does it change for you guys if we were to say if the Jets win? Let's let's say the Jets make the playoffs. This year, if the Jets make the playoffs, this okay, season, that would be outstanding. Am I right? That oh. would be that would be very talk about one of those teams that you said we yeah. blindsided by. Yeah, Salah would be put on a you know he'd be one of the greatest coaches. It would be unreal. His bald so, head would gleam with glory. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we're on the same page. All right, guys. So we have been discussing. You know, we're we're into we're into an odd time where football conversations. We were before the podcast. We started just conversing over some cool stuff. Some go oh, back uh, memories, some moments that maybe we've forgotten about. So we decided to think, you know, what would have happened if who knows Tony Romo? Tony Romo doesn't fumble the snap against Seattle in two thousand six. <gasps> Imagine that. Romolicious. You know, is is Romo still in the NFL right now? Is <gasps> he is he a Hall of Famer? Is yes. you know, there's a lot of questions. So what if we have a new section, a new time to discuss what we will not call what would happen the butterfly effect as you know we've uh, been throwing those little teasers throughout the show so the, the we're gonna mention one in particular 
And we're not we're not gonna expand on it too much because obviously we're a it was little a butterfly, bit. bro. Nice. It sounded like a pigeon. <laughs> it sounded like anything. it's a big butterfly. It sounded like a pigeon. It's a monarch. <laughs> anyway, real quick, because we're running like way like I know we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna break our record this, this week. It's uh, a monarch. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, in fact, real quick. What happens if in the 2020 Super Bowl, 2019 season, the San Francisco 49ers hold on the last six minutes of the game and beat the, the Kansas City Chiefs? What ends up happening after that? So expand on this, guys. So what happens? First, San Francisco yeah. is now one of the only teams with six Super Bowls. Yeah, them and the Steelers. Them, Steelers, and then obviously Tom has um, – Tom Patriots – has seven. Yeah, that's one. Okay, that's one. cool. So immediately they're they're once yeah. again at the top. You know, correct. Absolutely. D- does what what happens to them in the twenty twenty season? Do, does does this mean Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't hurt? Does this mean you know it's crazy because it's weird how that butterfly starts flapping its wings and, and everything starts changing. According I believe to Yanko the monarch. Yeah, may, maybe maybe instead of instead of Nick Bosa tearing his ACL. Maybe you got uh, this guy, the defensive lineman for the Chiefs, Clark. I think is the defensive or no? Frank Clark. Frank Clark. Yeah, maybe Frank Clark goes down. Maybe maybe Mahomes goes down for the whole or year. Or Jones. Maybe, you know, yeah, Chris Jones. Chris goes Jones. Down. Maybe Travis Kelsey's the one that's lost for a fractured ankle. Yeah, you know? I think I, I think the jury would be out. Andy Reid is still the the great regular season mm-hmm. head coach, but the one that cannot win the big game. The, the jury One. would be he's now had Donovan McNabb and he couldn't win it. He and Patrick in, Mahomes and you and couldn't you couldn't win the big dance, bro. Do do the Chiefs repeat, or do they have the Super Bowl hangover? No, I think they have a big. Super no, Bowl they have a hangover because they lost. And again, the the loser is it's not kind uh, the following year. And don't get me wrong, if you're Tom Brady. And think about it, you got a lot of divas on that team, but divas work when everything. When you're winning. Yes. Imagine the attitude of the Tyree Kills of the world, mm. of the Travis Kelseys of the world. Now, sudden, maybe not Travis Kelsey. I don't think he's much of a diva, but you got some character. Tyron Matthew. If that ball's not bouncing your way now, suddenly this team could implode. So, indifference uh, to the Niners that they have a good thing internally, I think this team could have exploded. If, if Does Patrick get that contract? I don't think maybe that long, but perhaps he's going to get paid. Yeah, I think he gets paid, but not 10 years. Which not 10 years. Or half worked, a billion. Which, which is funny. It kind of would have worked out in his favor, actually. I actually think the, the coaching staff gets dismantled, too. Not because they couldn't win the big game, but perhaps that's when coaches start jumping ship to these perhaps other – instead of sticking around, keeping the band together because we have a good thing going here. Ooh. You know what? I'm calling deuces. I'm going to go get that coordinator job or that head coaching Josh, job. Josh, so on and so forth. You just opened up a can of worms, Josh. Josh, be enemy. Since, since So, yeah, so since the Chiefs aren't going to make the Super Bowl the next year, who's one of the hottest candidates who never gets hired? The enemy. Because, yeah, so now guess what? He beats Robert Sala to the head coaching job in the New York Jets. And you keep that whole band together, and it, it elevates the chances, perhaps, for the 49ers repeat. repeat. Yep. And how many more free agents go to San Francisco instead? Absolutely. All right. For the winning culture. And Kyle it's, Shanahan, it's, here's another one. his this reputation is- now is like, you know what? He won the big dance. It wasn't his fault that they choked it at Atlanta because now he won it. I'm going to give you guys a bigger one. 
Tom Brady doesn't go to the Bucks because why would I go to the NFC where there's the best team in the NFL, the Niners? I'll just stick Instead, around. I'll either stick with the with the Patriots or I'm going to go maybe to the Broncos that have a very good team but just missing a quarterback or I'm going to go to the Colts. The Colts don't sign Phillip Rivers. They actually sign Tom Brady. And suddenly the Colts are facing the Niners in the Super Bowl. Do the Niners make the trade they make as of recent? Nope. Because, nope, they because now Jimmy G is their dude. Yeah, because if, if let's put it clear. If Jimmy Garoppolo wins that game, even if everything that's happened this year happens, it's okay. It's forgiven because he's brought us a Super Bowl ring. Now, if, it's a, if, if it's a couple years, well, we've seen what happened with Carson Wentz. But if, if it's if it's one year, no, man. Did Jimmy he get Garoppolo's, paid after the Super Bowl? Jimmy Garoppolo? No, it was before, no? It was before oh, the Super Bowl? It was before. Jimmy, Jimmy G. No, no. Jimmy G got signed the year after he got traded to them. After five games with the Niners, he got paid. But the contract, the money. Yeah. Yeah, the contract. He yeah, got it was paid. before the Super Bowl. He got, it was two years before the Super Bowl. So it, it was a while before. Because remember, guys, he comes I, in in 2017, plays five games. The following year against the Kansas City Chiefs in week three goes down to a torn ACL. After that, he sat down. He sat yeah. down. We get Nick Bosa, and that's when we have the Super Bowl year. Right? I think also it elevates the NFC West even higher. Oh, because man, yeah. now everybody's going to have to, you know, plan the contingency plan for San Francisco. So you're going to have to be more aggressive in free agency. The Rams are the Rams. They're super aggressive with trades. So everybody, maybe Cliff Kingsbury doesn't even get higher with the Cardinals. Or or Josh. Oh, no, no, but Kingsbury was already two years, wasn't he? No, 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 I'm saying. But that's why Kingsbury might not be no longer the head coach. Oh, because, yeah. Like, yeah, he might not get that well, position with the Cardinals. Maybe Russell Wilson at this point isn't even back with Seattle. Maybe he realizes, ah, you know what? The time, yeah, because now he realizes there's a new king in the West. I'm not going to compete with this team. This team isn't getting me the offensive lineman. I'm going to go to another They're team They're sacking now. me left and right. So he goes, he goes with the Dan Patrick a year before, and he tells what he says, and he gets traded to the Chicago Bears last year. And crazy Homer, if the, Ra- if the Raiders start seeing the disintegration of the Chiefs, maybe the Raiders actually make the playoffs this last year because they beat the Chiefs <laughs> twice. <laughs> Instead of once. Instead of just yeah, once. Yeah, man. They should have won twice. But yep. So this is fun, right? This is kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Good stuff. Butterfly effect. So what we're going to do, guys, is next week we have a big one. And this is going to touch my good two friends. This is this is huge. This one will be dedicated. And and this is going to take a while because we're going to do our research. And we're going to I want you guys to other than the obvious. What happens if tuck rule never happens? What happens? Don't go into it yet, guys. You guys are already mad. We'll go into it. Go. We got one week. To look into that one. What happens if the tuck rule? Undeniably a topic of conversation. All right, guys. So let's go into our final. Well, one of our final sections before the director's cut. We didn't. We got just a few questions this week. We got some messages, but it's cool. We actually got a voice recording today um, from one of our listeners. And this is a mailbag question. And I'm going to play it here. So, uh oh, where is it? Give me a second here. It was a fumble. It was a, yeah. I can't hold it. Where'd it go? Oh my god! Let me see. And it, it, I, man, how can I not? How can we not talk about it right now? I know we're gonna save it, but we we're alluding to some of and the tuck rule isn't the only one we're gonna talk about. How about does Romo fumble? What if Romo doesn't fumble in Seattle when he's the holder? That's that's one. Two. 
All right, so here it is. Here is our listener, Mr. Gilbert, with the following. All right, fellas, let's see if I can rattle the CYJ cage. Between you three, who is more of a football fan of their team? I'm talking about who supports their team no matter what they do, through thick and thin, who makes it to at least one game every year, whether it's home or away game, uh, sports the, the fan gear, tailgates and makes no plan for game day whether the wife likes it or not <laughs> between you three who knows more about their football team who is more passionate of their football team anyways i love your podcast so that shout was out. cool that was cool yeah, that is shout cool. out shout out to princesita that's what i call him hello princesita yes sir let me translate that to other people little princess Yes. And our and our commissioner of Los Chuca Boys, and he, by the way, he does a hell of a job uh, commissioning that that league. It's a really good good fantasy football league. But all right, guys, so your thoughts? I'm gonna let the two Raider fans argue between themselves while we just know we got the real Niner fan here. So just saying, what, what are your thoughts? I I, I know. Um, what is the definition of yeah. a, of a fan? First of all, but, yeah, I don't know. Because if anything, this podcast has done is shown the glaring differences of Raider fandom between Absolutely. Josh and Yenko. That's where it's funny because you're both really huge Raider fans, yet in our own what? respective ways. Yes, you know I, I I lean a little bit with Josh because I'm very much how you would call him Yenko pessimistic Niner fan. Um, but I guess some fans would consider that bad. I've had some fans who actually get mad at me and tell me, you know what, you 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 just you you're always so damn pessimistic. You always think the worst, this and that. <laughs> and I, and I tend to think some Niner fans are just homers, and I hate that. And I don't think that makes you any less of a fan when you're pessimistic. But I don't know. I I, I don't I don't know. I, I'd like to. What are your what are your points on this? I, for I, sake of competition, for sake of competition, this isn't dogging on Josh, but for sake of the podcast, sake of competition, okay. One of the things that the message said was, who goes to more games home and away? I had to take that one. I, if it weren't go? for the pandemic, this la obviously this last year, for the last, I'm going to say, eight years, I've gone to a Raider game home or away every year. The so last one, yeah. the last one being uh, the last season in Oakland, uh, week two in the Black Hole against the Chiefs. It was That's a phenomenal cool. first quarter. They went up 10-0. <laughs> and then everything just went down. I love it, bro. I love it. I love it. But um, Josh has gone to some key games, man. He's well, been to some some pretty historic games. And, and we've been together. It. We've been together uh, to some games. We've driven together twice now, Josh? From El Paso all the yes, way to twice. Oakland? Twice. Yeah. Wow. We That's tailgated cool. with channel locks and yes. bent metal to flip Burgers on a twelve-dollar grill from the local, uh, you know, Safeway in Oakland. That that that's the that's what's up, man. That's what's up. I'm gonna agree with that you. I, I I agree. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. You know, I've gone to Niner fan games at least once a year. Other than the pandemic, that's what we do. Me and my dad have this thing. We're both Niner fans, and we go every single year as well. So on that end, I, I don't think it makes you any less of a fan if you can't go because sometimes economically you just can't afford it. We know it's a luxury to be able to go to a game. It really is. It's not that simple. But if it's in my power, absolutely not missing a Niner. I am doing everything I can. Now, he mentioned something about 
that Sunday, or, or, or not just that, forget the Sunday part of it. The day your team plays, what happens that day? What will, th- let's go through the process of that day. <laughs> it's, quite a, it's quite elaborate. Down. It's quite elaborate between Josh and I. Or, 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 or the week leading to it. What do you have to do with the wives to be able to, you know, enjoy that day? Because I know I got to do a lot of maneuvering. Make sure. Because you know, one thing's watching football. And, and, you know, my wife's really cool about Sunday. She, she just lets me watch Red Zone Channel and that. But, but even then, sometimes you got you to gotta take one for the team and you can't watch it. But not the Niners. You know that when the Niners play, you know, but you got you to butter her up throughout the week. You got to make sure everything's good. And if you're listening to this, babe, I, I love you. I didn't think I really didn't think you got this far in the podcast. So, but if you are, you know, I think kudos kudos to you for being an awesome. Jo- one. Josh has been really quiet, so I'm gonna I'm going to add to the Mrs. Josh uh, because Mrs. Yenko and Mrs. Josh uh, are different but the same. But I'll let Josh go. So, um. Just to put it into perspective, guys, uh, my wife is awesome and I love her very much. She's not going <laughs> to listen to this, but just so you know, uh, she used to be recording. She used to be a fan of football. She did. She was an occasional fan. She would watch football. She says though that I suck the fun out of football, so she hates football now. <laughs> She'll watch it occasionally, but she knows one thing: when the Raiders play, the world shuts down. Um, if I'm recording the game, I turn off my phone. I turn off my notifications. I let my inner circle know, do not text me, do not call me, or I will disown you because I do not want to know what the outcome is. Even if I have to stay. So just to kind of illustrate it, and I'm not going to go into specifics. So Thursdays, uh, we have meeting. Other people refer to it as church. I'm not going to get into it, right? But just so you guys understand Uh, obviously what my worship is or my inclination is comes first. But after the fact, I record the game and the Raiders played against the Chargers this Thursday. There's always one Thursday you play, right? I record the game. I disconnect myself from everybody. I don't want to know. Even if the Raiders lose, I'm going to watch that game. So that's one illustration. Another one too. Even they could be, and I went through it, two and 14, four and 12 uh, seasons, I watch every single snap, even though it causes me anger, even though my wife says, why do you watch those losers play? I still watch. I'm a diehard. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. It's, it's the beautiful thing. It's the beautiful thing about football. There's a, there's a, there's a thing, you know, I think we're, we're both, we're both in the same boat. Niner fans and Raider fans last season, right? It was the last three weeks of the season. We had nothing to play for. Yet you savored the, you know, you, I guess you guys kind of did. The Dolphins kinda, game up up till the uh, Dolphins game. Up until the Dolphins game, right? So technically for the Niners too, but I, as a realist, I, I strongly believe we don't have a quarterback. We're not going to make it. But there, it comes to mind, you know, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday afternoon game. We're playing the Cardinals. It's on Amazon. I didn't even have Amazon back there. I actually paid for Amazon just to be able to watch the game. Uh, granted, I used a couple coupon codes there and there to save myself a couple bucks. Like, I always... so Charlie is a king of coupons, Yanko. Just so you know, bro. Is it coupons case... or coupons? Coupons. coupons. But anyway, um, and I'm, I'm here watching the Niner game, right? And at this point, we know the Niners are not going to make the playoffs. But what do you do as a team that should lose to get a better draft pick so it doesn't have to trade three first-round picks to move up? 
the, the, the reasonable person would tell you you want them to lose. Nope. It doesn't matter if you're fighting for that number one pick. You want to win. You want to win. And you and it doesn't matter if it's C.J. Beathard or Nick Mullins. You will cheer for that touchdown. And you will cheer for that first down. And you will get so mad at the TV. But I don't know about you guys. But even in those years when your team is 2-14 and 14 or 1-15, every time, in my case, I see the red and gold come out. Or when I see that, that just – that – that SF come on the TV and then dude, and you just see your Niners run onto the field, even though they suck. Oh my God. You get so excited. You just get so damn excited. It's the best. It's the best. So to me, I don't know. It, it, I want to, I'm going to answer his, the, the question directly. A, I think I'm the, between Josh and I, I think I'm the biggest visible fan. Wearing the wearing the memorabilia, uh, going out, uh, doing, uh, being present, in person, live. What's up? I can't tell the the listeners how many times a year I call Josh and go. Prior to the season starting, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. However, Josh and he can agree or disagree. Josh is the biggest fan, strategically and calculated wise for the listeners who are out there who are starting their marriage or uh, plan to get married learn this from every <laughs> everything from the c the y and the j here you need to set the foundation early absolutely so that your your game and your piece for the game is there i'm going to give a small example i recorded the game one year this is the peyton manning denver broncos Super Bowl year. Raiders are playing. We had a meeting. It was a Sunday. It was a early game and we had our meeting during the early uh, games. I recorded it. The wife and I had a difference of opinion. We get back home. She holds it in. Mrs. Yanko is very calculated. She's very intelligent. Hey, what's up, babe? And I get home. We're not on talking terms. I turn on the TV. I get, I don't remember the exact amount of time, maybe a minute, two minutes in. She walks into the room and goes, they lose 47-3. Walks out. Oh, snap. She dropped the mic. And I I thought, nah, 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 nah. I start fast forwarding because I don't want to turn on my phone. I don't want to see. I pull a Josh. She was absolutely right. Friends fellow colleagues, and if you're a big fan, establish it and plan ahead. If you have a Thursday night game or a Saturday night game, make it known. Hey, yes. Thursday night, hey, I, I, I gotta do this. I'll give you Sunday for Thursday. We yeah. came to a compromise where the Raider game is untouchable. Anything before and after, it's, it's fair game for, for socializing, for, I don't know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think it's the same thing with us. We, we, that's something that we've established. And it's not just wife. You've said it. Everyone. You got to let them know. Guys, you know, funny story, 2012 when the Niners make the Super Bowl, I had a convention that weekend. So funny. Yeah, so I, it's the NFC Championship. And again, you guys mentioned it. When it's your duties, it's your duties, and you're going to do what you got to do. You know, it, 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 the odds at that point of someone telling you are a lot higher because you're going from 100 people to about 1,000, 2,000 people. Um, I took out the battery out of my phone. I, I remember it ending. I was younger. I remember getting it ending, running to the car and staying in the car for about an hour and a half, 
just just waiting for people to come back. Didn't want anything to hear about it because there's always that one person. Sometimes, oh people, god, you know, and, and, and it's not even. Sometimes it's not even people trying to. There's people. It's that not are a just, malicious. No, yeah. but sometimes they're like, eat those 49ers, bro. You got on that Super Bowl. And you're like, oh man, dude, you don't even watch football, man. You don't even watch football, and you're ruining it for me. Me siento bien suave por ti, Charlie. Yeah, bro. Thank you, bro. But you know. To not make this so long, I'm going to say one thing. Gilbert, I'm going to give you the answer. The three of us, I think, are the biggest fans there can be from the circle of friends that you have. I genuinely believe that. The three of us, I, I, there's a very small, I can count them with one hand, the amount of people I can talk about football legitimately. I can talk about the randomness, the random players, and legitimately talk about it. When I talk about my team, I'm even more passionate. But I found two people that are just as passionate as I am. So at the end of the day, I'm going to say the three of us are equally passionate in very different ways. Yanko touched on it, but we're the three extremely passionate. And I cannot wait for the CYJ podcast during football season. We have some surprises for you guys, by the way, on that. Josh, do you concur with my concurration? <laughs> I do. I do. I think um, we both have different perspectives, but yeah. Agreed. Right. I think I'm a, I'm a realistic person, Yanko. And I have to bring you down from the clouds from time to time, but hey, that's and I have what, to bring you. Fun. And, and I have to revive what? you from the dead sometimes it's, too, it's Josh. Fu it's funny because before meeting Yanko, I was used to yeah, me and my cousin were talking, and he, he was telling me, but I told him, you know, we're, we suck. And, and, <laughs> and now meeting Yanko, it's like facts. Yeah, it's like oh, so that's the cousin he used to talk to. Funny stuff. But Funny guys, this is indeed. this was this hours was awesome. of conversation during this, the week. Hours. Absolutely. Absolutely. This this is cool. This is really cool. So, guys, if you haven't done it yet, we'd really love for you to follow us on, on Instagram. CYJ underscore podcast is our Instagram handle. Send us a question. Legitimately. Send us a send us a text. If you if you know our if you have your phone numbers, send us a, a, a voice recording. If you want a video recording, go ahead and put it up. It doesn't matter. Just send it to us. We'll put it on here. And we'll discuss it. I know we, I, I had a, we had another member. I just don't want to, I don't want to miss on him because he did, he did send a message towards the end of today. He didn't ask a question, but he did say, uh, this is his Instagram handle is Sherlock.h and his name is Sherlock Holmes. So whoever that is, shout you out. know, shout out. Maybe it's uh, hey guys, great stuff. Uh, just a thought about your hypothetical two-year turnaround free agency versus draft. It would depend quality position heavy draft and which is going to fill my particular needs best hey charlie reread re it uh one more time oh sorry uh hey guys great stuff just a thought about your hypothetical two-year turnaround free agency versus draft it would depend heavily on who's available on both scenarios quality position heavy draft and which is going to fill my particular need best just throwing it out there so a listener who who has his take on what he mentioned what we mentioned a few weeks ago that's awesome that means you're listening uh, but guys, send us in your questions, send in your thoughts, your arguments. We also have our, our, our Gmail. It's uh, cyj.podcast at gmail.com. Send it in. We'd love to hear your questions and we can get to them. So remember, guys, next week, what would have happened if the tuck rule didn't happen? Anyway, director's cut. Wow. Any, any final thoughts? Just so something right quick. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was drafted in the 10th overall. 10th overall in the ah. 2017 draft. So 10th overall. He, technically, he was top 10. 
Now, you can find gentlemen for two straight weeks have been flawless, a lot, a lot of these director cuts. So I'm just going to implement a slash curveball throwing at you guys. So this section is going to be director's cut slash uh, treasures of the Lost Ark, if you want to call it. Got so it. Just to put it into perspective, okay? Let's go back to 2017, and we can't go deep into this, but just so you can put it in your head. The 2017 NFL Draft. Number one overall was Miles Garrett to the Cleveland Browns. Number two was Mitchell Trubisky with the Chicago Bears. Number three was Solomon Thomas with the San Francisco 49ers. Number four, Jacksonville Jaguars, Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Number five, Tennessee Titans, Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. Number six to the New York Jets, Jamal Adams. Number seven to the Chargers, Mike Williams. Number eight to the Carolina Panthers, Christian McCaffrey. Number nine to the Cincinnati Bengals, John Ross. <laughs> number, number 10, Patrick Mahomes. Number 11, New York Saint, uh, New Orleans Saints, Marshawn Lattimore, which he's in big trouble. Number 12 to the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson. Number 13, number 13, Arizona Cardinals, Hassan Reddick. 14, Philadelphia with Derek Barnett. 15, Indianapolis Colts, Malik Hooker. 16, with the Baltimore Ravens, Marlon Humphrey. Washington football team and number 17, Jonathan Allen. Number 18 to the Titans, Adoree Jackson. Number 19 to the Bucks, O.J. Howard. Number 20 to the Broncos, Garrett Bowles. 21, Detroit Lions, Jared Davis. 22, Miami Dolphins, Charlie Harris. 23, New York Giants, Evan Ingram. 24 to the Raiders, Garyon Conley. Oh. 25 to the Cleveland Browns, Jabril Peppers. 26 to the Falcons, Takiris McKinley. 27 to the Buffalo Bills, Tredavious White. 28 to the Dallas Cowboys, Taco Charlton. Oh, that's, oh. A, that's a gleamer. 29 to the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns, David Njoku. <laughs> the Cavaliers, yes. Uh, David Njoku, number 30th, Pittsburgh Steelers, TJ Watts. 31 to the wow. San Francisco 49ers, Ruben Foster. And we wrap up with 32 to New Orleans Saints, Ryan Ramchak. So just let those brain juices flow in. Yeah. Look at all those reaches. Look at all those draft picks that were hit. And we're going to have something like this in the next later years yeah. about what we're going to be discussing about this draft to see if there were good picks or bad picks. But it just goes to show you. 50 per- 50%. That sounded about 50%. I, I don't even know some of those names anymore. Yeah. Crazy. I, it, they're gone. And this is just 2017. Yeah. This is just 2017. This is just four years contract, ago. This is this year would have been their fifth year option right now. Wow. Intense Correct. stuff. So, guys, this was awesome. This has been another really cool episode. I've had a blast. Uh, do you guys have any concluding thoughts? Anything you'd like to mention before we go ahead and step out? Josh. It's been real. You. It's been awesome. I'm we glad you were back. We are the biggest fans. Janko, we will try so much more to not interrupt you. Guys, (laughs) we will be back next week. Be ready because it has been another edition of the CYJ Podcast.